And welcome to another episode of Overdrinkers. I, of course, am your host, Mike Burge, the hostess with the mostest. It me. I'm the only one who hosts this podcast. Get all that stuff out of the way. That's what the fans are here for. The nice, not annoying at all introduction. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today, as per usual on Overdrinkers, especially when I have this one particular guest. So we're going to get all of the shenanigans out of the way real quick and get to talking about what you guys are here to listen to because you clicked on the episode so you know what we're talking about but first let me introduce my guest real quick he is the lovely tall dreamy-eyed boy wonder that you have all come to know and love on this here podcast and some other ones on the story screen presents channel Mr. Tim Irwin. That's a great intro, Mike. Thank you very much for having me. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out here again. Uh, Overdrinker's fame. uh, We talked about the Man With No Name trilogy, where we talked about four movies, and we figured, (laughs) why not? What the fuck? Why don't we talk about seven movies next time? Oh, my God, it is seven. It's seven movies. We're talking about the Transformers franchise today. About 14 hours worth of movies. That we we both crammed in in about the last week, because we kind of... Well, you don't want to do them too early. 40% forgot about it and 60% just kind of put it off to the side for a little bit. I wanted them to be as fresh as possible. Well, all right. And so we watched all of them, including the 1986 uh, Transformers the animated movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Transform- the, is it The Transformers? No, you're right. The movie. Yes, it's The Transformers, The Movie. Starring teen heartthrob Orson Welles as yes. Ian Cron. <laughs> um, and then we watched the all five Michael Bay movies. Yes. And, uh, of course, Bumblebee. Now, uh, there will be a little bit about that because this is a special episode. we got a lot of fun treats going on here. Uh, but, of course, today on Overdrinkers, which is what this show is, we always have a themed beverage that we partake of while we talk about the movies. And so today we have a little bit of uh, I came up with the recipe, but Tim Irwin uh, coined the very witty, clever name. This is uh, a more than meets the rye. Hey. And it is... Um, uh, it is uh, unsweet, get a light sweet rye with uh, some sweet vermouth, uh, some orange bitters, some aromatic bitters, some simple syrup, and uh, some lemon juice. And you're going to garnish it with some uh, cherries and some lemon and serve it over ice in a rocks glass. And you got yourself a little Cheers. the rye. Cheers, buddy. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Not bad, that's right? That's way more sophisticated than any of these movies. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... The second one is very sophisticated. Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> These movies are named things that, like, I guess. All right, so let's break into it. Okay, let's yeah, just let's do go. this. Okay, so uh, real quick for you guys, uh, we don't know how this is going to sound because we are recording in the um, still under construction theater three space over at Story Screen Beacon Theater, which you can find on Fandango if you live in the area or like come see some shows. We're currently right now we're showing The Matrix. And um, uh, Lee Chang Dong's Burning from uh, last year, 2018. And we're also showing The Wizard of Oz, which was not from last year. It was from 1939. Mm. It's an old movie. Uh, makes it's, I think it's 80, 
if I'm doing my math right, it's 80 years old, 1939, yeah. 80, which is yeah. uh, how old I feel after watching these movies. Zing. Uh, They're taxing. So we don't know how it'll sound. There might be some sound coming because there we are currently showing a movie uh, on the other side of the wall, but and the soundproofing isn't completely done, but hopefully it sounds okay. If it doesn't, feel free to at us. Uh, so it's very nice to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. This is your first time at the yeah, theater, right? Very proud of you, Mike. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. I'm proud of myself too. Uh, I'm tired a lot, but yeah. you know, nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear how excited and proud I am, of which I am. Yeah. I've got, you know, I got Bernadette Gorman White and, uh, Robert Bebe Anderson holding down the, the managing team with me here. So I've, I've got, I've got some good clowns in my corner, so mm-hmm. to speak. Good team. Um, so quick refresher. Let's, let's talk about this. How did we get here real quick? So we, I had just mentioned to you casually in our, in our telegram, uh, well, it was, tweets. It was Allo back Allo then. It was Allo then, RIP. <laughs> Sorry, Allo, you're gone. Uh, that, wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny to do the Transformers movies? Well, part of it is that these, there's six of these movies now and, you who watches them is the thing it, i would say these are the nickelbacks of <laughs> movies in that nickelback didn't become the most popular band of the 2000s by not selling albums but now nobody wants to claim that they bought a nickelback album so these movies incredibly uh profitable mm-hmm. uh but who watches them people who are recording podcasts about nickelback yeah <laughs> Back in like the late '90s, early aughts, <laughs> I don't know radio stations. So, I, what, what's your history with this? Like with this franchise, like uh, the animated series, all the way back then to childhood, and like these new Michael Bay um, nightmares. Like, what are what's what's your what's your stake in this? I definitely watched the animated series when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember a lot of it. So, like, it was when we watched the or when I watched the '86 movie, I was like. Where did all this come from? I definitely remember watching the the original animated series, Saturday, uh, like Sunday morning, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and I was a very big fan of the Dinobots, obviously. Grimlock is the man. Um, but uh, And then I did watch um, Beast Wars. Oh, um, yes, of course. Well. Yes. Beast Wars is classic. Uh, and then I kind of watched the one after it, but I thought the one after it was stupid. What was the one after it? They like went back to Cybertron. Oh, did they? Yeah. Which uh, don't know if you know from watching the Michael Bay movies is where the Transformers come from. Yeah. Cybertron. Cybertron. A key plot point in every Transformers movie. Something about Cybertron. We're from Cybertron and And they wrecked it. And Cybertron. yeah, I my I, I watched uh, the Transformers cartoon when I was a kid all the time. My mother constantly tells me that uh, the Transformers, the movie, was my favorite movie when I was a kid. I would sit in front of the TV like a little creep and and recite the lines over and over again, like while she was like making dinner or doing paperwork or just doing the stuff that moms do when they have a three year old son, uh, and. I haven't watched it. I don't have any recollection of watching that movie, but apparently I watched it like twice a day for like two years straight. And when I rewatched it for this, I watched that one first. And you did it opposite, right? You watched watched, the Michael Bay's and then you watched. I took a break 
between four and five, and I watched the animated one just because I... Oh, pretty good time to do that. I needed a hour and a half and not two and a half hours to yeah, watch something. Yeah, because four is Galvatron is introduced. Yes. And five is uh, uh, Unicron. Not really. Right. Well, yeah, kind of. Like, they're talking about him. Yes, they do start yeah. talking Spoilies about Spoilies, too, by yeah. the way, for all of uh, this for stuff. People yeah. who are waiting to watch these movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Optimus Prime dies a lot. Uh, Megatron it dies keeps coming back. a lot. Megatron dies a lot and then just comes back. He looks different, but then he looks different again. It's, yeah. Uh, so I have never seen these movies before this past week watching this. I uh, One of the legendary origin stories of Michael Burge... Uh, in my film friends is that uh, when I was uh, in the military, which we will talk about too, because these movies, you cannot skirt the military I'm right at now all. On my, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, when I was thank in the, I was, I was in the Navy, I was in Australia in 2007 when the uh, first Transformers dropped in July. Um, and they had like a special military screening because they knew that a bunch of the U S military was in um, Sydney for that. So we got free tickets to go see it. I really liked the trailer. Uh, the original trailer for this was really cool. It was kind of using NASA footage and stuff like that, like from like oh, nowadays to like okay. way back in the moon landing. It was like fun, kooky stuff. You didn't know what it was going to be. And uh, I watched, uh, I got through what I thought was half of it, but these movies are tricky like that. Where you think it's halfway, it's actually still got like A two third, hours maybe. left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I stopped watching at the point when Bumblebee, uh, urinates on John Turturro. Yeah. Um, and I think I was, I was like, I have to leave guys. I have to go. And I left all my friends. And as I was walking out, I remembered, I was like, am I making a mistake? And as I was walking out, I saw on the screen, John Turturro like stripping and he's got like, like weird, like boxers. And yes. he's got like a weird, like uh, wife beater, like thing. And I was just like, I've made the it right only decision. Gets weirder. I yeah. went across the street, drank at a TGI Fridays for about two hours and then met up with my friends. So that I've, sounds, yeah. I've never seen anything. I heard about the racist robots uh, from the second one, uh-huh. um, which like, you know. I mean, even if you've seen it, you know that Michael Bay should be in a prison right now. <laughs> like he should, he should not be allowed to just do things. Culture prison. No, yeah. God, no. That is like it's. <laughs> I I guess I give Jazz a pass in the first one because original Jazz is Scatman Carruthers and he's a legend. And I guess new Jazz is okay in that history, but yeah, the the two in the second one. Yeah, Jazz, one voice you get it, the Jazz, when he first shows up, he's just like, what's up, man? Yo, uh, man, this seems like a good place to kick it. Yeah. You're like, I feel bad just making that voice. Like, dude, ugh. It, well, all right, but to contextualize that, when I watched the first, or the, 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 the Transformers, the movie, that is also insane. Yes. Yeah, so like it recontextualized all of them because I just remember watching the cartoons and being like, "Oh, these are great cartoons." I don't remember ever watching that movie. That is movie. insane. Yeah, and so remember, then I get- started watching it. I sent you. I was like, "Yo, Transformers '86 fucks." Like this is <laughs> this movie is like not messing around. Well, yeah, I mean, half of them die in the first like half hour, but yeah. then you get to the Cockney robots with the mustaches and oh, the yeah. junk plan, and, and like, they what they the talk with like this? television advertising, yeah. which is like I think where they Bumblebee. got the idea for yeah. Bumblebee. Well, clearly there's there are incredible Transformers nerds writing these movies because there's a lot of in stuff 
if you're a real big Transformers I mean, fan. I, don't, I wouldn't say that they're nerds. I would say they probably have a Wikipedia Maybe. page that they're just looking at where they're just like, yeah, name him Galvatron. I don't know. No, dude. They, they have like – There's some deep dives. Yeah, yeah there are some about. real deep ones. Yeah. Are we are we going to do these chronologically? Do you want to start? Uh, sure. <laughs> if you want to start doing them chronologically. <laughs> well, so – all right. So you, you walked out of Transformers 1. What did you think of Transformers 1 actually watching it all the way through this time? Uh, it's charming in like a, you know, we're 12 years removed from, you know, this is a, this is a pre dark Knight world. Yeah. This is like before the dark Knight showed up in 2008 and kind of changed the way that like action movies and blockbusters were going to really be, uh, developed, you know, whether they were executed correctly or not for like the next 10 years. And then 2009 also has like Avatar and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like that kind of True. changes that whole thing, which bleeds very much into what the Transformers franchise eventually becomes. The first movie is just like, you know, it's hard to remove it from everything else now that I've watched everything else. Cause now you, you look at Transformers and it looks like fucking Citizen Kane compared to like something like the last night, which just came out a couple of years ago. And you're just like, the last night is just an, an abysmal experience. The last night is just, I literally just finished yeah, watching it. It should be it. noted that you just finished watching it and it is a ruinous it is, movie. To, it is a, a, a loathsomely relentless evil <laughs> that it, it's just like, it's, it's diabolical in how wrong it is. Um, and so compared to that, yeah, Transformers is great. I would take that any day of the week. But, you know, and I also, I like I like Shia. You don't realize how much you like him until he's gone. Yeah. And the, again, like they don't even mention why he's gone, right? He's dead. Is he? In the fifth one, he's dead. In the fourth one? No, in the fifth one, they reveal that Shia is dead because... Uh, Anthony the, Hopkins because the Wit Wiccans he says I'm the These last surviving Wit Wiccan and yeah. they show a picture of Shia so I guess Shia has just died somehow I don't know I assume maybe he's protecting Bumblebee maybe is Megan Fox still alive let's hope alright she deserves it uh what do you want to talk about with these things? <laughs> yeah, I, you know the, I guess my most like, my, my brainy point would be the with the first one how different this movie would have been if 9-11 never happened? Ah, uh, the age-old question. Yeah. <laughs> it's so – everything about this movie is so, so, so touched by, like, politics of – it's just so engulfed. You have, like – you have, like, a George Bush dummy in the plane scene. You That's have- in Revenge of the Fallen, right? Oh, maybe I'm. Oh no, no, that's the first one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the the weird like. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. That guy. Yeah. yeah that was very good. He needs some ding dongs, darling. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like he's dumb, but the troops the troops are heroic. Support the troops. Um, they're in the Middle East because that's where we are now. Uh, Forever. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's so. Um, it's so influenced by you can just like tell it's just in every every pore of like this whole like America off to war and protect yeah yeah <laughs> shit it's, it's so bad it's <laughs> definitely got and there's uh and I haven't watched it in a while because uh, the video came out a long time ago or maybe not too long ago a couple months or so but uh, there's uh, there's a YouTuber that has a channel uh, Patrick H Willems. Um, really fun video essays dropped weekly over there. Can't recommend it enough. And he's got he's got a, a video series 
that he talks about um, just like Michael Bay as like one of like the great directors that we don't really pay attention to because he's got a very specific thing that nobody else can do. And in that argument, it's 100% correct. He, he does have something that no one else can do that people have tried to copy. And it always, you're just like, this kind of looks like Michael Bay. Like he's, he has that kind of flair and that kind of, like you have, bombastic. He, yeah. He's yeah. got like the, the, the Spielberg shot that everybody talks about of people just like looking up in something in awe and then you reveal what it is. He's got his and own, which is like that kind of low up angle, yeah. slowly moving around while the people are just like, shit just got real, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like he, he's got a style that people try to mimic because it's obviously, uh, financially sound. You can make money off of it because it it looks cool. Like that's these movies are cool. Yeah. But cool isn't really cool anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. These they things are, are very like parachute pants. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're cool, but like are they? Don't don't wear those. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of parachute pants are cool, but when you actually wear them, no. Nah. They're they're rock music, but rock music done in the two thousands when it it is not cool. Pe- cool people like have moved Nickelback. on to listening to other movie music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we got some babes. Mm-hmm. There are movies. women. There are women in these movies. Yeah. Uh, Megan Fox, pornographic scene of her over a hood. Yeah. Um, wearing that fat white Hollister belt that every hot girl in your school had. Yep. Um, that's that was. That's that's a scene, and that's and that's uh, might not have picked up on this. That's the girl that um, Shia LaBeouf's character wants to have sex with. Yes, uh, and she. It's is like in the. It's like subtext. Yeah, yeah, it's very subtle. She's she's subtly hot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really think about it, like she's kind of attractive. The movie doesn't really do too much to kind of right, like to show that she's yeah hot. to try and it, like it build just, on it or anything like that. It doesn't glorify. At one point, she takes her hair out of a bun and takes her glasses off, and then you realize, oh, she's actually very beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that happens in like the second one. Yeah. Which is, I thought Megan Fox was in way more of these. I didn't know that no. she dropped out after the second one. She didn't drop out. Do you want the story is well I, the, okay. the the Hitler thing right yeah like, yeah she, you you yeah you told me. yeah so I I just looked it up she she said that uh, Michael Bay also her name is Michaela Baines yeah yeah mm-hmm. Michael I knew Bay that. Yeah, yeah okay uh, and she said that well Michael Bay on screen or on as a director is kind of like Hitler in that he will just yell at you and he wants you to do everything right. Um, but off screen, he's a pretty timid guy and it's kind of cute and it's like and he gets results. So I don't really uh, it's it's fine. But like she it was a very it was like she called him Hitler. But then she also said like he's he's a sweetheart basically in the, in same, the same sentence. Sentences. Yeah. And then Michael Bay was like, all right, whatever. But Spielberg was like, oh, still uh, excuse me, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I don't like Hitler. You're gone. Uh huh. And all she and she said she all she needed to do was apologize, but she was uh, twenty three, and she said, uh, "No, fuck that." Ah. And so she was gone. Guess she never saw Schindler's List. No, yeah, probably not. Maybe don't call people Hitler when Spielberg's your producer. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, he perhaps. seems to have strong feelings about that. He would. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bay probably doesn't. No, That's yeah. why he was kind of like the war was cool. There were bombs. Yeah, there were bombs, and like people were like. Probably like having sex with women, yeah, all yeah. the time. Michael Bay, being the explosion director, all of his explosions are stupid. They're they're not even cool explosions. They're explosions that like how many explosions are there that have sparklers in them all the time? Like shoot Roman candles out. 
Michael Bay ones. Yeah, Michael Bay ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're not they're not real. They're like, yeah, it's like war and you're like shooting tank rounds and the sparklers yeah. are coming out the back of the. It looks like a party. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that, and he makes he makes like war and explosions like look fun. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's entertaining. Look at that. Everybody's in slow motion trying to get away. Yeah. Uh, what else about this first one here? Um, this is like the tone is all over the place in this movie. Mm hmm. Where you get very serious scenes, but then you also get Bumblebee peeing and you get John Turturro doing like wacky Al Pacino uh, agent guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a very odd movie in that it it like the tone like that's the, like the tone yeah. is all over the place because nobody really I don't think anybody really understands what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to kind of hit all of the marks. Cause they're like, we're making a transformers movie. Everybody knows what the transformers are. We got to do all this stuff. We got to do this. I do like that. Each of the movies starts with like the paramount or the DreamWorks in the earlier ones, like uh, logos uh, with like the robotic sounds uh-huh. as it like gets you ready. I do like that. And I like that each of the first three ones have like a Lincoln park song <laughs> that just like pops up. <laughs> uh, gotta have that um, big Lincoln park fan over here. I mean, Voice work is all very good, at least for the first three. I'll give uh, Peter Cullen, uh, of course, the OG, of course, comes back. Which I watching the last night, like when, uh, when Optimus Prime first like arrives at um, Garret, Garetta, Gazetta, whatever the 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 Cybertron. Doesn't he go back to Cybertron? He goes back to Cybertron, but then there's like that that woman. Uh, the robot, space wizard. the space wizard robot, yeah. and she's like. But when he first starts talking to her, his voice is like insanely different, and it slowly gets into that Optimus yeah. Prime. Like yeah. at first, it's more like Optimus Prime. Like I'm like, yeah, who's no, voicing I noticed him that right as well. now? That's really yeah. weird. But then it gets into, it and I was like, oh, is this like his voice box cold or something? Like, I don't know. Just warming up. Think of that. It sounds like he's sort of like phoning it in towards the end there, yeah. uh, but. I mean, the first one, you get the the one shall stand, one shall fall line. Just iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's worth it. Um, yeah, he's, he's good. Peter Cullen's good. Yeah. He, he, he knows, how to, he's, he's he knows how to sound yeah. like Optimus Prime. Yeah. Um, These movies got that going for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Tom Kenny's in there doing a couple. Old SpongeBob. Yep. He's, he's got a couple of voices. Uh, I think John DiMaggio comes in later. He does. I noticed that too. I yeah. think he pops in in in. I think the first fourth. time I saw him was like three or four. The fourth one, he plays that stupid guy with the coat on. Yeah, he's got the coat. I like that they start. I like it in the third one. I think it's the third one where Megatron like has like. He's got like a, like a like a sash that he wears because he's like in the <laughs> yes, desert. Yeah, he's in the desert. Yeah, he's he's wounded Megatron or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and he's like got like the bugs crawling in and out yep. of him and yeah. Well, actually, who else is uh? Was I gonna say? About that with um, oh, I had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another good voice in there. Who yeah. plays the voice of? Uh, oh well, no, Hugo Weaving is Megatron in the first one. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he switches out, and they get the guy who did Megatron in the movies at the or in the in the cartoon as yeah. of like the third one or the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, did the best they could. They did. Uh, voice talent is up there because mm-hmm. those guys are the best at what they do in the cartoons and everything. So they don't have to be, they're playing the roles that they are supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, the real meat actors, what do they have to work with? 
like this movie, these movies have a lot of like big, like Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, there's huge Stanley people. Tucci. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yeah. These are legends. And it's like, they, Alan Tudyk doesn't even show up in The Last Night again. I was like, he was oh, in right. Age of Extinction, right? No, no, he's in the he's Dark, in, uh, of, the Dark of the Moon, yep. which is probably the one that I had the best time watching. Yes, I agree. Just because like, it was, it, it's like, its level of lunacy is like kind of palatable where I'm like, oh, I'm into it. And I, and I feel like it knows that it's kind of acting like a maniac right now. But whereas like, and I, I've heard that said about last night where it's like, it's so fucking batshit crazy that you'll have a blast. And it's actually, it's too batshit crazy where I'm actually like miserable and like yeah. being like, de- there's nothing to latch on to. No, I'm being deprived of all like sustenance that I would need to be able to engage with a movie in any way at all. I had no, I had no idea what was happening in the last like hour of that movie. I was, I didn't know what the stakes were. I didn't know what, who was trying to do what and what, who was trying to stop who from doing and what people were doing and what it was actually doing and how it was affecting what was going on. I had no idea and it was ruining my life. Yeah. It was ruining my fucking life for over two and a half hours. I felt really bad. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, the last night also has like some really just questionable, production and editing in that like i don't know the one that jumped out to me was that scene when Wahlberg and the um, i forget who the girl is the the love interest there uh oh the is that in the third one no the fifth one the one that you just saw that it was terrible there anthony hopkins is explaining to them the, the qualities of a knight and he says that chastity is one of the qualities. And he sort of looks at Mark Wahlberg. And he oh, goes, oh, yeah. Because like Mark this, Wahlberg's like, yeah, uh, my wife is dead. I'm horny. Yeah, yeah, that's like his whole uh, thing. And pop this open. Okay. Yeah. Get some more ice. Get in some there. more ice. Uh, and so they they cut every single time anyone says a single sentence. They cut to the person who said it, and then they cut to the and it's it's dizzying. Yes. I noticed in that one scene in particular that... It's amazing editing, as we've seen by Bohemian Rhapsody. We've been shown that that is actually... That's what the Academy is looking for. When someone talks, you put them on camera. And when somebody else talks, you put them on camera. You put them on camera and don't let the other person react or anything like that. Just cut to that reacting. Cut to somebody else. It doesn't matter reacting. Faces. Mm -hmm. Face, talk. Face, talk. Let me ask you this. You're you're an astute, smart guy. Uh Uh-huh. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Just two astute, smart guys talking mm-hmm. about Transformers. Yeah. The smartest of movies. Mm. It's really good. Um, did you notice the uh, aspect ratio shit? No. Okay. So especially in the last night, it got to me. I was noticing it in the third and the fourth one. Okay. So you know that there are different types of cameras and different types of lenses that yes. people use to shoot films. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of different uh you know it's not even specifically aspect ratios it's just more like the framing of the final product that you get and sometimes they can be they can be chopped off and cropped and edited depending on different camera usage and stuff like that you have your typical like cinema scope you have your uh, classic widescreen you have your classic uh, like four by three which is like a square you have your imax you have all these different Mm -hmm. things um in the last night there are it had to be shot on a, at least four or five different cameras. 
And in the editing, because they were just shooting on those cameras at random with, I don't think, any restraints or code, watch these things and you'll see that when they're cutting, the screen is getting smaller or bigger, like the black bars on the yeah. top are like, it's cutting between like four different amounts of black bars with every cut. So you might not notice it because you're engaged in yeah. the film and like the films are like at least- Or I was on my phone. Or it was on your phone and you're not like getting it, but it's like, I was watching like or last night- I, I was, was on my phone not paying attention to the movie yes, because it's yeah. hard to watch. I was watching yeah. it on my laptop and yeah. I was just like looking at it. I'm like, what is- what is going on here? Why is my brain feeling weird? Yeah. Like yeah. I watched Age of Extinction on the big screen here at a story screen by you myself. Why <laughs> would It's the spoils of Babylon, my friends. I, it, I just, I was watching that and I was like, maybe that's kind of why I dug it so much. What was you liked it for? Uh, I like, I, I dug, like, again, you're putting this all into one, two, three, four, and five. Like when you ask me, do you, what do you think of Age of Extinction? I'm comparing it now to The Last Night. That's true. And um, like Revenge of the Fallen, which I, I consider just very, like just terrible movies. Oh, really? You didn't like two? I didn't like two. I thought two was okay because two is the last one to have Megan Fox. And I thought that those two together work the mm-hmm. third one could have been the best if she two. didn't say the hitler thing because they get rosie in and she spends the first hour of that movie trying to convince you that Who, she belongs there who's obviously a just like surrogate for the megan fox character that they just like kind of rewrote the script a tiny bit yeah she like she, she's involved in a car dealership yeah. with a guy that fixes cars and designs cars megan fox's character was all about cars yeah. and she's hot the first scene dreamy by the way Wait, which one is he? I don't watch Grace. So. McDreamy. The, oh, he's the he's the he's evil the car guy. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's more. I would say he's probably more famous than like the main female character of Grey's Anatomy, Patrick McDuffie. Something is that like, why he's called McDreamy? Maybe. I don't. Know. I don't know. Um, what the? Th- I mean, clearly the first three were supposed to be a trilogy, and then maybe they would stop there. And then they got to four and they were like, well, I don't know. The Chinese like these movies. Let's send the last hour. Very in. successful in China, yeah. these movies. Uh, Who would have thunk? Not a lot of dialogue. Big. It, it looks it looks nice. Like, uh, you know, like if you're into that kind of thing, it looks nice. What do you think about the Bay Former designs? Uh, I've heard like, you know, the... You know, I, I think that they work in like the first one, like they look kind of cool, but they start getting a little too, uh, as 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 uh, Robbie uh, would say, like it, it's a little too um, busy. They yeah, there's a, a lot going busy. on with going all on. of them, mm-hmm. and that and that like a cor- trivia that I was reading. Apparently, these are incredibly demanding because all those although that busyness is real busyness. Those are actually that many part of the cgi model Mm -hmm. so they took like i don't know it was like hundreds of years of rendering time to render these scenes in cgi uh and i think that like i think it's sort of like being so busy it sort of covers up some of the like the weirdness of it like if they were just blocky you might tell that they look kind of weird sometimes but since they're so busy when they move Mm -hmm. it sort of like hides the crimes it's like they always seem – I'm always so nervous when there's human beings around them because oh they're God. just like blipping and moving. I'm like, yeah. if you hit 
any of them, they're going to explode. Like you're going to like, they're going to be like sacks of blood that just like explode because you're so big and heavy and moving so fast. And they're like somersaulting to turn out. They get caught a lot. They catch people in once, once a movie, a person is falling. Oh yeah. They're always in the slow motion. Either transforming and catching or just catching them and rolling. There's a lot of rolling, jumping and rolling that the transformers do when they fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Autobots got to roll out. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, even when they're just riding gigantic robot dinosaurs. Which when he that, says roll out, and I'm like, Optimus. They're on the poster, and they don't show up until the last half hour of the movie with little to no explanation. Well, that's the same thing with the last night. It's like the whole crux of those trailers. I've seen all the trailers for these things as they were coming out because yeah. I go to movies. Yeah. And I have eyes and ears. And it's like uh, the whole crux of the last night was like Optimus Prime goes bad. Right. And it's like one of the first things that happened in the movie. And then like he doesn't show up until like the last like 15 minutes of a grotesquely, murderously long movie. And he's only bad for like five minutes. And then he just like becomes good again. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Sorry about that. My bad. Wait. Bumblebee, your voice. I guess it's nice that it's only Wahlberg in the fifth one because his daughter and that fucking guy and his stupid (laughs) accent in the fourth one is just, you know, and that's unfortunate to you because that guy, um, I can't remember his name. It's like Sean Davids. uh, I don't fucking know. He's really good in free fire. Did you see free fire? No. The, uh, the Ben Wheatley, like, uh, shoot him up. Like single location bottle oh, movie. Oh yeah, right. It's like Hateful Eight, but in a warehouse. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got Chateau Copley in it, Brie yes, Larson, yes, Army Hammer. Yes, okay. Really awesome. Like, oh, who is he in that? He's the guy. He's like he looks like he's a fat guy with the long hair, the glasses, oh. and the beard. He's hiding under there. Oh. It's pretty good. Okay. I was All like, right. why is this guy like? It's like the poster is like Brie Larson, Killian Murphy, Chateau Copley, Army Hammer, and like. Sean Davids or whatever. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? And it's like, he's like this dude. And I was like, why is that guy on the poster? And it's like, oh, he's he's like this Colorado-born, grew up in Ireland dude that they're like trying to like, they were trying to sell for like three or four years. Uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Maybe he's on Outlander or something. He I don't, could be, I don't yeah, at this point, yeah. yeah. I don't know everything. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. He's drifting. And he just shows up and he's like, um, has like these great, totally bulletproof, no holes in him at all arguments for having sex with a 17 year old when he's 20. Yeah. Weirdly knowledgeable. Has, has the card laminated. Right. Like Like he carries it around on him all the time. That's Michael Bay commenting about people are like, you're so horny, Michael Bay. Is that him being like, yeah, well, I'm allowed to be horny. It's the law, bitch. Well, I mean, anybody's allowed to be horny, but you're definitely not allowed to have sex with people if they're under 18 and you're over 18. In Texas, you can. It's in, in Texas, you can do a lot of things. <laughs> but I, I don't think the Romeo and Juliet law is one of them. Even Mark Wahlberg's character is like, which, uh, wait, we got to start ca- stop calling him Mark Wahlberg because he's got a great name. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager. That is. Great name. Ugh. Say it again. Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager. It's just Mr. Cade. It's just Cade good he said he even calls him on he's like is that real that's not real what was that like you having sex with my 17 year old what yeah it's a weird movie uh they they and they throw her in because they need a girl in the movie because that was the formula of the first three but then they're also like don't think she's too hot because she is 17 which i guess i guess these movies are for 
boys aged 14 to 18, right? Or no? Probably 14 to 30. Yeah, okay. So that's that's the demo. But, like, they aren't the only people watching these movies because somehow they make so much money. China. We are yeah, right, yeah, crap that nut. That's yeah, what's right, going on. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that the Transformers <laughs> fucking kill each other. They fucking kill yeah, each other. They're psychopaths. Yeah, they are like at Optimus war. Prime is that's, is a is a nut job. Like, I think that's why the third one is I don't want to say it's my favorite cuz it, it it's not but it could have been my favorite. But the third one is when it gets the most real. They destroy an entire American city. Um Optimus Prime at the end rips Megatron's head off after Megatron saves his life. Yep. And then Optimus executes a fucking wounded <laughs> Transformer. While his he's dad, pleading basically. for his life. Yes. Please. Please don't do this. Optimus, I did Hero this. Hero of the movie we're watching. I thought that this was the right he thing to do. Shoots his head like a shotgun. Blows his fucking head off. Oh, my God. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, Leonard. All right. Late great. Yeah. R.I.P. Allo. Huh. Yeah, that was... It, the third one... All right, so this is where... There please, are MCU parallels. You have a lot of notes. You have I do. a lot of I, notes. I, I have a here. lot of notes. I was writing down. I thought we'd go more. You have to get through these because we're already, we're already um, forty minutes in. Uh, let's see. Oh, just <laughs> sorry. But, uh, the second one you got that scene where Megan Fox just takes her clothes off to put a dress on so that Shia LaBeouf can tell her he loves her, but then he doesn't. That's just a that's just a hilarious sort of. I was that's, looking for. That's the one with. Uh, I was noticing, I was like, I should be offended by how kind of just like insensitively misogynistic this is, but I'm more concerned about the size of their garage Yeah, and that Bumblebee is fitting inside of the garage. Yeah. Well, what is, like, Bumblebee's a sentient robot and he just wants to sit in a dark garage all the time? He's just chilling with Sam. He likes Sam. I guess so. But I guess we don't, we don't really see, and then Sam tries to say like, don't hang out with me anymore. Like, what's Bumblebee going to do? Well, isn't he saying he's like, go join, rejoin the Autobots because it's yeah. like they're doing this and that and hunting down yeah. uh, Decepticons. But then there's also like a thing that's turning things into Decepticons. Yeah, those little fucking trans- – the little robots, they don't need to be in these movies because they, sure they introduce fine. a sure whole lot annoying. of dumb things and that throw off like the sense of the world. In yes. that, like, you have these body horror things where Megatron puts, like, a, a worm in Shia LaBeouf's mouth. Like, if the Decepticons oh, can shit, do that, right, yeah. why don't they just do that to kill people instead of, like, using giant bazookas? Like, I feel like all these little drones and stuff they make would be much better than... Well, it's always, like, they always have, like, this weird, like, you know, the, the MacGuffin kind of, like, you know, thing that's dry, like, the thing that they got to get to make the thing happen and it's like it's like in the first one it's, it's the, the all spark yeah the right? all spark and then it's the matrix the matrix of leadership yeah and then it's in the third one it's uh uh Megan Fox's career I don't know yeah uh, gone uh the third it's one gone, the third one was it. the pillars cuz they were all right no here's a here's a difference between the movies and the cartoon okay in th- about a minute the cartoon shows us Cybertron and the reasons why Cybertron would be a good place to live. With some good music, too. Yeah, and it's like, it's a cool, look at Cybertron. Cybertron looks cool. The movies, there's five movies. At no point do I understand why the fuck they want to go back to Cybertron because it looks like shit. It looks like a bad place. It looks like a fucking dump. 
Yeah, is yeah. that the thing that's like attached to Earth now at the la- at the end of the last night? Where yeah, the, like Cybertron's there now, like this like this ghoulish looking like attachment. Yeah, very like Return of the Jedi sort of like uh, did Endor get destroyed sort of like thing. Like yeah. if if Cybertron's there, is like Earth like really fucked now? And Unicron's in Earth. Well, yeah, Unicron is Earth, is what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, which I. I guess they're not going to do anymore since they have Bumblebee. Or the, I think a sixth is still slated, yeah. but it's not Michael Bay anymore. But also between four and five, Megatron, Galvatron becomes Megatron, and they never explain how he he's changed. From, yeah, he just goes right back. Yeah, I, I uh, mentioned that the in passing to a, a, another human being on planet Earth that was asking me why I looked so bad. <laughs> I was like, ah, I've been watching the Transformers movies and all of a sudden Megatron just looks normal again, even though he was Galvatron before. And they're like, excuse me, what's that? What was that? Very uh, also loose sense of place in all of these movies. No shit. The, the best example is the second one when they go to the Smithsonian Museum to find that old Autobot, this uh-huh. is the SR-71. And he, he comes to life mm-hmm. and he talks to them and then he blows a hole through the wall and runs out and they follow him. And all of a sudden he's in a giant boneyard of old planes, which the Smithsonian is in, is in the mall in Washington, D.C. Oh, that's right. All of a sudden he's like a hang. There's like a hangar, like right. a, a, like a landing strip outside the Smithsonian. N- not just a landing strip. It's a giant graveyard of planes. There's like. A hundred planes that they're just walking through. Uh, and that's that's supposedly... Is that the same one where, like, they teleport to the other side of the planet in the daytime and it's yes. daytime over there, too? Yeah. And it's on the other side of the planet? <laughs> that, I didn't think of that. That's yeah, I was like, I was wait, more, what's, wait, what's going on? Where are they? I was more just concerned that they teleported to the middle of the desert to look for something and then... Uh, they didn't have any water or anything like that. So, like, you guys just you just teleported here in the middle of the desert, and you're you're good. Well, I guess like, the robot doesn't care. Doesn't yeah, the robot doesn't know. But like those guys, and they're supposed to look for this thing. And like when you're taking helicopter shots of the desert, it looks like it's it's small. But I'm sure, like, if you go, let's try this mountain to see if the Autobot guys are here. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not here. Let's go to this mountain. That's several hours of walking. Or or even transforming, driving, I'm sure. Logistically, that, that seems like a bad move. I'm just putting it out there. Well, you, uh, you got a couple more notes here. So I think this is, this is a good time to take a break real quick. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll just uh, – and we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about these. I think this is probably the best way we could go about it is not really kind of focusing on one at a time. But right. Kind of just like – Moving around. I do feel like we've covered the first and the second one like a little well. Yeah. Like we're, we're kind of jumping around. I, I, I hope it's entertaining to everybody listening as we try to work this out. You deserve – we deserve to talk about these movies because we had to watch That's true. Them. Nobody could listen to these and I'd still say it was one of the most successful episodes yeah, we've ever We deserve had. to do – we've earned this podcast. That's very true. That's a good way to look at it. I feel yeah. a lot better about it. Uh, and so w- real quick, we'll just uh, – we'll transform into uh, another episode of It's Fits real quick. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk uh-huh. We'll talk more more, more, more dem robots fighting on Earth. In disguise. They're, they're robots in disguise. They're more than meets the eye. But uh, so are bit. we, apparently. Yes. The people of Earth maybe are more than meets the eye. Yes. Maybe we're the Transformers. All right, we'll be right back. The whole time. 
Hello, and welcome to another episode of It's Fits, where Story Screen's own film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1988 John McTiernan film that changed it all, Die Hard. Bruce Willis just got roasted on Comedy Central. I watched a little bit of it because I was lucky enough to be on my parents' couch. Respect. <laughs> um, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's, like, there's, like, this... Die Hard's a really good movie. Really good. Like, the dude from that sh- Urkel show is in it. Um, either way, like, Yippee-ki-yay. But, um... I guess the point that I was trying to make was like, I just, it, every Christmas it gets brought up and I don't really care. It's like, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. It's a fucking, it's not a, like Bruce said it, it's not a Christmas movie. Just get out of here. This has been another episode of It's Fits. And welcome back. All right. We're talking about. Uh, Transparent, the Hulu, Amazon. is it Hulu? It's Amazon. Amazon, it's Amazon, I already forgot, <laughs> so he's transitioning, and he's her parent, I see, but, there, there she is now, yes, yes, and now they need, to, the communication needs to become transparent, yes, they need to be able to communicate freely with one another, with love, Yes, as as their as their guide. Yes, that's the, that's the episode. Thank you for listening to yeah. this episode about transparent. Uh, we hope you guys liked it. And right now, we will uh, transform back into an overdrinkers episode on Transformers. <laughs> I could maybe actually get it to put the sound effect yeah. in there. I can license the rights for it. Yeah, we probably already used it actually for the <laughs> its fits. If I'm thinking about it now. Um. So yeah, we're talking we're talking about the Transformers, uh, Dem robots. Um, let's talk real quick uh, to ease in here. Let's talk about Lincoln Park, man. Very of the time, like that is, and you know, I I was not a huge Lincoln Park fan. Uh, Why not? And it was because I was too cool in middle school for Lincoln Park. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, that's usually the reason. Yeah, I was I was too cool. Um, very apt music for these movies, though. You know why? Hold on, let me. I'm gonna get in here a bit. Do you know why I know Lincoln Park is a good band? Because my mom likes them. Wow. Moms don't always know, though. My mom does. Okay. Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. Yeah, that's first the one. album. Great album. Meteora just builds on everything. The Hybrid Theory put into place minutes to midnight if green day hadn't gotten so famous with american idiot on its commentary on the current state in u.s affairs overseas minutes to midnight would have been a way bigger hit it's got some great commentary and songs on there that 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 that, that album came out while i was in the military 
Yeah, we're talking about commentary. Can we swing to Transformers quick? And the idea that the Autobots would willingly work with the U.S. Army to become world police, which is what happens in the beginning of the third so one. So you, you want to transform the conversation. Yeah, back. We're, we're switching back and forth between a robot and a car and a robot. And a, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's um, – there's a world police like idea going on there, and I don't know if Michael B. Michael B. If Michael, <laughs> Michael, if B. Michael Bumblebee, if Michael Bumblebee, if he actually, I think that he thinks us being world police is a good thing. I think he thinks it's like cool. I don't know because in the fourth one, they the the government turns on the Transformers and starts killing. Well, them, he doesn't which like is the a, government, but he likes the military. Right? And okay. I think he that likes is, the idea yeah. of the United States military. Like being like these really cool dudes that are married to Fergie, just going out there and like kind of just like kicking balls and chopping ass. Yeah. As, as they say in the uh, military. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could be right. I mean, I feel like the fourth one, they start getting more cynical, even of the military, because you get some you got like the Wahoos that are like sort of like the private military death squad guys. Is that the fourth one? I mean, it's the fifth one. That's the TRF. Yeah, the, the TRF. The Transformer Resistance Force. Oh, is that what they stand for? Or Removal Force? Uh, I don't removal know. They never say what it is. Hilarious. They just say like- The T is obviously Transformer. Like, There's a new military group that is hunting down all- That's a good optimist. Transformers. He never calls them Transformers. No. They, we call them Transformers. It's like, oh, it's Transformer. They probably say Cybertron. What the fuck is going on with Stanley Tucci playing both Merlin and like the Steve Jobs guy? Can we talk about that whole fucking fucking Steve Jobs thing? Sure. You want to start there and then get to like why why they hired Stanley Tucci to play Merlin, which um, also great performance as like a drunken like. What does he say? I think he's. I'm absolutely sozzled. Gosh, I'm. What is that? Great, good. That's fantastic. If any of these movies have anything positive from my opinion, my opinion, it reaffirms that um, Shia LaBeouf can do anything. He does a lot of yelling. Yeah. Well, that's the tagline of this podcast is going to be, quote, begin quote, whoa, 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 end quote. Okay? Because that's maybe a couple of exclamation points in there. It's a lot of like – human beings reacting to all of the stuff that you're seeing and just going like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to go faster. You got to go faster. Let's go. B, B, you need to to move. Optimus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What was I going to say about that? Okay. All right. So three is when I was doing the marathon and I started going, where the fuck are all the other characters in this movie when like, because the first one you have that Aussie blonde girl that you think is going to maybe get picked up at some other point. She's gone forever. Is that the. Um, She's like the tech the hot lady. girl. Yeah. The, no, that the tech. Yeah. Like the tech hottie who the like, hot girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and then her. and then you got Dumel's wife, too, who he is very keen on calling in the first one. And then she just is drops that, out forever. That's the. The hot girl. Yeah, she's hot as well, yeah. Are uh, there any... Any non-hot girls? I mean, not even non-hot, just like women that are not yeah, like, like regular. Babes. Yeah, it's like right. The word, like, it's like they were, you know, not to like throw like a, a label on these things, right. but like they obviously very specifically picked these people who don't look like real human beings. Like, have you ever seen 
what the girl from Transformers 3 looks like, like in like normal settings, like not cinematically. Well, Rosie got picked up because Michael Bay directed her in a Victoria's Secret commercial. What's Rosie? Rosie, honey, the woman that replaces Megan Fox. You know her name? Rosie Huntington-Wheatley. Yeah, that's I looked it up, Mike. I, I do my research for these things. Touche. Uh, yeah. And, and I know who Anthony Hopkins is. Right. I, don't, I don't know. You're Ro- always Ro- the name, Rose, man. Rose. Rosie Huntington-Wheatley. She, <laughs> How did that one get by? I don't know. She. Yeah, Michael Bay directed a Victoria's Secret commercial that she was in. Uh, and apparently she just like went to the audition and he was immediately like, yeah, I like her. Get her. Yeah. Yeah. I have a joke there, but I'm not going to. Yeah, right. It's a little insensitive. So I'm just going to, who knows, who knows the, the personal dealings of all of this, but um, oh, uh, I can tell you why Michael Bay hired her. Right. Yeah. It, with, you know, yeah. Libel intent. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to get sued or anything, but I'm fairly certain why Michael Bay hired her. Um, yeah, I'd say yeah, she does right. fine. I think actually she's quite charming in she's, the movie. I think she's because, like you said, she, the whole movie she's trying to get us justify, yeah, to yeah. get us to buy in, trying to justify the fact that she is replacing Megan Fox, who you know, in between the first two Transformers and following the release of the second one, was kind of like this. You know, uh, she was the hottest. Yeah, she woman was like an icon in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I don't think that she's that. Oh, see, I'm. I love attractive. a smoldering. I, love I think a, she's hot because it's like she's hot. Yeah, um, I so, love yeah. A, a smoldering brunette. And even uh, though Michael Bay, you know, in his whoever his cinematographer is and everything and the lighting and stuff, they didn't really like shoot her in a way where she was like sexualized. Right. They, you kind of have to like dig yeah, that from making fun. She's always studying and she's always like mm-hmm, very mm-hmm, conservatively mm-hmm. dressed. Yeah. Um, that's the whole thing. You just like, and that's, you know, you know um, I guess, I guess I'm more of a, you know, joking aside, I'm more of a Julia Roberts guy. Mm, okay. You know, I like to, I see, I see pretty woman and I go put some clothes on. Yeah. Right. Cause you respect women. Right. Yeah. But I, um, I watch like closer, or Charlie Wilson's War, or Aaron Brockovich. Even Aaron Brockovich, a little too, little too scandalous for my taste, yeah. you know? Put uh, him away, girl. Rosie's got a real Melania vibe in this movie, <laughs> which, which bugs me. And also that it ends at Trump Tower, which yes, is also which is Where they're like, blow up Trump wild. Tower, blow it up. I'm like, yeah, blow it up. Just fucking blow it up. <laughs> also, the, this is the other one that I flipped when I was watching the third and I saw this because of our – our beautiful moment that we shared at Bannerman Castle. Yes. Did you see that? The fucking, the, they come out of Bannerman Castle. Yeah. I flipped. I was like, yes. Fun, right? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, we did screenings on Bannerman Island and you came yes, out and you watched Wolf Wolfman. Man. Yeah. We, that was for the, was that for the, uh, you were in town for a podcast for that. Yeah, we did Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That was the, the, yeah. the Man With No Name trilogy one. Yeah, yeah that was great. So, Man, that was a good episode. That was a good episode and, and actually good movies. I get talked to about that one a lot because people are like, yeah, you don't normally do. Like we have uh, older listeners that listen to that, that oh. got them hooked on the oh. Overdrinkers podcast. Yeah. Like they were that. like, oh, you never did movies that I recognize, but like, oh, I saw those. Uh-huh. And now That's they great. listen to, <laughs> yeah, our, now like, listen our, to inception, fucking... our Inception episode and they're like, so you guys just like get really drunk like every time? I'm like, not every time. It's just sometimes... You know, I can't control myself because I really like alcohol. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are really watching all the Transformers movies? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, 
What about when in Transformers 1, if we can go back real mm-hmm. quick, when uh, mm-hmm. it's the scene in the tunnel where uh, Bumblebee kicks uh, Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf out because she's like, ah, this silly looking car. Yeah. And then it like it turns it, into a yellow, Camaro. black, like nice Camaro. And then it's the Kill Bill music. Yes. I noticed that as well. Again. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? I forget the name of that song, but I'm very familiar with the Kill Bill one. Yeah. The fourth film by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So that's all right. So this is brings me to my MCU point again in that, like, I feel like. These movies, all right. So this third one comes out a year before Avengers, and it's yes. crazy that you have these weirdo oblong ships in a major U.S. city destroying the city. It's very, it looks a lot like the Chitari in Avengers, it, and I think they're even trying to pull their own world to Earth in both of these movies. Yes. That is what they're doing in both movies. It's, it's very odd. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's uh, Michael Bay makes sizzle reels for the blockbusters of tomorrow. <laughs> and that he's like, these are things that you could do. Just tone them down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's. That, that's a, that's as good as an opportunity as any as we're going to get to be able to create a quick diatribe into Michael Bay real quick. Yeah, let's talk about Michael Bay. We could have done Michael Bay breezes, by the way. That would have been a good. You would have been mentioned an that, intense that, was, drink. that was another one of your clever ideas. <laughs> just gotta put it out. There. You just like you swept it right out from under my feet. Like I'm the guy that comes up with the drinks, I'm the and drink you're man. like, all right, no, more than meets the ride. That's happening. I made the drink, but yeah. you did. You are a much better mixer than me. It's so much fun. To concoct recipes based off of names. I'm glad we can synergize like that. We are like the Constructobots in that. There's a lot of Energon. Energon? Energon. Is, is it called Energon? There's not much Energon in is these Energon movies. Is Energon like the green? Energon in the cartoon. The goop, they get add, They get more and more goopy There's as time goop. goes on. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they bleed goop. The first one's not so much goop, but by the end, they're full goop. Uh, but Energon... In the in the cartoons was always that weirdo like translucent cube that they were making. Yeah, they would like put a little like and they would like pump out energon cubes. Mm-hmm. In this, they we don't have enough energon. Yeah. to be able to uh, get home or something. Yeah, they um, yeah. whatever they're trying to do in the episode, like to mount a full scale attack. Right, and Megatron always wants energon and. Starscream, yes, get Manorjack. Starscream's the best. Yeah. I love that he's in these movies. And then I forgot that he died. I don't remember him dying. His head shows up. Yeah. Does he die off screen? Steve Buscemi shows up with his head oh, last God, night. Steve Buscemi. All right. All right. So, all right. That's another thing is that I we never. We didn't talk about Michael Bayer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bad Boys. Yeah. Good movie? I haven't seen it yet. All right. Uh, one word reviews. Bad Boy. Bad Boys. I haven't seen it. Bad Boys 2. I haven't seen it. Pain and Gain. Uh, the Rock. Yes. The Rock fucks. Fucks. Yeah. The Rock fucks. Rock fucks. Yeah. Uh, what other movies has Michael Bay made? Uh, Pearl Harbor. That sucked. Ooh. No. I love Pearl Harbor. Oh, really? It's a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster, disaster movie. I love it. It's great. It's got everything that you would want as any type of movie watcher. You can totally fall in love with Pearl Harbor and completely be sucked into its manipulations and its dramatization and what it's doing and be entertained by it. That's fine. Good for you. But if you're like uh, a human being 
And you watch that movie and you're just like, this is laugh out loud funny, but it's like, it's not, it's the perfect movie. It has something for absolutely everyone all across the IQ scale of not, <laughs> not like smart, like actual IQ, but just like of what you want out of a movie. Uh-huh. You could want like the bare minimum out of a movie and you're probably going to go, it was a little long, but um, I like it. it okay. and, and, and that's not like a dumb voice. That's just how that person sounds. It could also be like, oh, yes, it, it was a little long, but uh, I enjoyed it. it could be, <laughs> the if that Italian sounds a little bit more very, intellectual, yeah. the European intellectual. Yeah. Uh, but you can also – I love Pearl Harbor and okay. I'd love to record an episode on Pearl Harbor because I think that Pearl Harbor is like – an and this will be actually a really good tr- uh, transformation into something that I want to say about the Transformers movies in that Pearl Harbor feels like it would absolutely annihilate it as a four-part, 40-minute episode miniseries. Hmm. And the Transformers movies – I feel like are 25 minute episodes, but you get, you have, you are forced to to ingest like seven or eight of them all at once. You're not told by Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, the episode is over. Would you like to watch another one? It's like, no, now you have to watch this. Cause like every 25 minutes, something happens where it's like, now it's a different storyline that you're following. A new plot point has been developed or a plot point has been forgotten. And it comes back three episodes later. From the beginning to the end of these movies, they are completely different. They it's, it is how, where where were we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so it's, I'm with you there. Yeah. I don't like. I'm. It's not. And this has become like my new tag, my my new catchphrase, where it's like I'm not trying to backpack myself by saying this. It's just I'm trying to articulate how I feel, and it begins with me going, "I like movies. I like watching movies. I think that I have a really good grasp and understand how movies work." I have a really hard time following these movies. Yeah. And I don't have a hard time following many things. Much That's, the backpacking. That's the backpacking yeah, right. thing. I'm not trying to seem like... You're oh, a man I, who I, understands I Alien Covenant. I, I understand the artistic intent of Alien Covenant. Right. Okay? But Transformers... Transformers, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what are you guys fucking doing? And I honestly think that it's because Michael Bay doesn't fucking care what's going on in the script or what needs to be paid attention to character arc wise. I know that this, I'm not like fucking breaking the mold here on yeah, reviewing saying, Michael yeah. Bay movies. Right. Yeah. But like, it's, it's really baffling how insane they are. Yeah. Uh, characterization of all the transformers. Uh, that's something I've wanted to bring up in that. I don't know who any of them are besides maybe two of them. Megatron and Optimus Prime. And, and Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah. But like you Hot know, Rod shows up in the fifth one. Right. And finally. Well, no, so it's and he's French. It's the fourth and the fifth one that they finally start being like, this is Hot Rod and he <laughs> is orange. Is it the last night is the one where they're like they have like the like the 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 intros with like Megatron's the, the guy Richie style. Yes. just like yeah, that's Deadshot. right. And, down, down, down. Right, yeah. and so they finally start doing that. But like for the first three, all these different Transformers that suppose must have taken hours and hours to design and give all their own unique things. If you actually saw them for more than two seconds, mm-hmm. show up on screen, die, or show up on screen, say something racist, then you never see them again. 
It's only the fourth and fifth one that they start being like, oh, these are actual characters outside of Optimus. Yeah. And it's not necessarily for the better. Yeah, it's like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee are like really the only Transformers with like characters. And I guess like Sentinel yes. in the third one is a bit of a character. Yeah. Uh, and I would even go so far as to say, what's his name? Is it is it is it Mount? The, the John Goodman one where he's yeah. like, I'm a big, fat, bearded gun robot. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. So that's when they start adding like actual personalities and they're not just like transformy parts. One's Ken Watanabe and he's- And he's a fucking samurai Covering your face like a good person. Yes. Ugh. What's the other guy supposed to be? Is he like- the with the with the coat, with, uh, like Neo, maybe like he's he's kind no, of like what's his ethnicity? He's oh, got something yeah, going on some there that he's weirdness. doing. Yeah, like he's like gruff, but like I don't know. He's doing something with his voice, and they all have ethnicities to them. They all have some weirdo. Which again, I was like, this is weird. But then there's the Cockney like uh, junkyard guys in in the Transformers yeah. the movie. And I'm like, okay, well at least I it's know tradition. by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Bumblebee in World War II was cool. I, I wanted to see that more of that. Doesn't make any fucking sense. What the fuck's going on? I thought Bumblebee just got there in Transformers. Same, 1. What the right? Fuck Transformers is going One on? is like, oh, this, this is a new thing. You're the first person to ever know besides your grandpa who found Megatron in the ice. But then by the fifth one, they're like, oh yeah, we've known about that. They were forever. back there in like 300 AD. <laughs> like what? Yeah. The, the last night is an absolute insane person's scribblings <laughs> like it's like all right we're gonna take king arthur and like and i'm always down for incorporating king arthur okay into a movie's oeuvre mm-hmm. and like trying to kind of work it in there mm-hmm. no matter how what's the movie that just came out like a couple months ago where i was like that's a king arthur be telling um shit it's not that stupid robin hood movie is it no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. It's like you wouldn't expect this to be. We're going to have to come back to it because okay. I can't okay. remember. It's something that's completely. Oh, it's uh, Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman, Aquaman is King Arthur. Aquaman is a King Arthur. His name's Arthur. Huh. Arthur Curry. Oh. And it's all about like this, like he has to go get this trident. He has to pull it out of the stone and all this stuff. And like his his brother or his like, you know, son is trying to take over like Atlantis. Uh, it's, it's great. Okay. Have you seen Aquaman? No. Fucks. What? Fucks. Wow. Slaps at the very least. Huh. You know what? And we were talking about, and so fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out on this. I'd like to retire fucks. Wow. I'd like slaps to be the big one. And I would like if a movie, it it does really good, but it's not quite a masterpiece. It gets a chef's kiss. It's a chef's kiss. Huh. Uh, I, or maybe inverse that one, get rid of fucks and like chef's kiss. I really like fucks, but you know it is your show. It's um, a little, it's a little vulgar. Okay, you get enough people saying it enough, you know. Mm, We're a movie theater now. Yeah, we have right. a lot of kids You're, listening. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I've gotten some feedback. Okay, all right. And they're uh, like, you guys talk about some really weird stuff on there. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah. Well. Um, I will say that what I want you guys. Jack said it once in the text, and you guys haven't said it on pod, but uh, a bad movie honks, and that is. That's great. That's a honker. I love yeah, it. that's been one that we've kind of used for uh, text purposes only. Because right. we're not really talking about movies. This is like one of the first podcasts, definitely on Overdrinkers at least, where it's like, we don't like the movies going in. And you're very generous. And I think that we haven't been very mean to them. Yeah. We're talking about them. Right. right? Yeah, we're not just like, 
Yeah, this sucks. It's stupid. Misogyny is real. Fuck the patriarchy. Like, we're not doing shit like that. We're just like, yeah, it's really kind of weird how, you know, the first 20 minutes of the 2007 Michael Bay directed Transformers movie is really focused on the like about two inches below Megan Fox's neckline to about maybe an get that inch above her toes. Yeah. Like it, that that area. It's very folk it's very interested in that. Also weirdly, like, you know, he's he's also like for as as broy as the movie is quick, he's uh he's shitting on jocks. There's that great line that I texted you about where he says uh Shia LaBeouf was on the football team until he got, like, destroyed, and then he quit. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I was just doing that for a research project, studying football and brain damage. Yeah. Which is hilariously prophetic. Tell the truth. Very, yeah. Yeah. And that's in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Bay's way ahead of his He time. knows, yeah. Um, yeah, so they really, so we've agreed that the first three reasonable, the four and five where they go, where they go off again. TJ uh, Miller is in the fourth <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. So I said that I watched Age of Extinction on the big screen mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for legal purposes, there was no admission. There was it was nobody. Not open yep. anybody. It was mm-hmm. just me in there. I was testing the sound equipment and I figured I'd do it with that. Yes. TJ Miller shows up and I go, oh, right. You know what the Transformers movies were missing? Mark Wahlberg and TJ Miller. Yeah. TJ Miller shows up and I go, fuck, I did not know about this. I did not know that he was in these fucking movies. I do not like TJ Miller. I think that TJ Miller is an amazing uh, spoken word performer. I don't think he is a good stand-up comedian. And I think that he has very amazing timing as a comedic actor but not range he's good in silicon valley for sure he is good in silicon valley but he is one note and that's why i mean he's gone because he's a fucking asshole yeah but i'm the the show got better once he left because thomas middleditch and kamal nanjiani and martin Starr in particular were able to shine a little bit more without tj miller's kind of like fart dick balls gag going (laughs) on kind of overshining them um he shows up in this and I go, no. And this might be why Age of Extinction is my favorite one. <laughs> because not only do they kill T.J. Miller. He's dead. Not only do they kill T.J. Miller less than a quarter of the way into the movie. They kill him in one of the – that is the biggest death in all of the movies. Yeah, absolutely. With maybe the exception of Optimus Prime getting killed in Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Where it's like they really focus on it. It's a big deal. Death of Optimus. Yeah. The death of Optimus Prime. Like they are like, I actually got up and rewound it and watched it again. He gets killed, killed. Killed, killed. Like he he turns into molten metal. Killed, killed. Yeah. Uh, Me and, and Robbie watched that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like this, like, tra- like this Terminator skull showing through. I hated that bad guy in that movie though. The, the. The ball, he was totally the uncanny one, like, valley. What is he? He's like the- He turns into a gun. He came from like um, Genesee or whatever, the the Cybertron woman girl that yeah. we were talking about before. What's uh, her name? I have her name in here somewhere. Gef, 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 Gecker, 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 Gecker. I, I, It's one of these. Uh, 
I said that she sucks. You have a lot more notes. I do. I don't know what's her stupid name. She sucks. Sorry. Um, I'll find it. Genesee. Genesee. Uh, she's the, um, like she sent him. She sent him to get Optimus. Because he's he's the last remaining knight. The primes, I guess. Well, are the primes different than the knights? They the have knights to be. are different than the okay, yeah. Because he said that he had spent his entire like he had spent centuries hunting down all of the knights and now he found the last one, but Sentinel was just sitting right there on Earth the whole time. Everybody knew where he was, and yeah. he's a prime. Right. So I don't know what the knights are. They really didn't do a good job of telling us what they were or why they're important or why they use swords or uh-huh. anything like that. Um, I was having a really good time in this podcast. Now I'm starting to get upset again because we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to figure out what they're talking about. Yeah, um, that that one. Yeah, he's. I like it when his uh, face turns into a gun. That's cool. Yeah, and he gets like this night vision it's goggles like, and stuff. And like it like goes out and he like shoots. Also, the CG gets worse and worse through them. Funny. Yeah, because towards the end they really start looking just janky and weird. It's weird. It's like CGI was supposed to make like practical effects look better. Right. But practical effects look like tangible. You can feel them. The dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, E.T., stuff like that. And the more CGI driven they get, the worse it looks like. And it's not the uncanny valley thing. It's more just like I can tell that that is not a real thing that an actor could reach out and touch. Right. And that's actually where I think like – and I think it's specifically to Bumblebee – that I don't feel that throughout all the movies because I do honestly think that in the first movie, definitely maybe the second one, they do look like they look real. Yeah. Like the light reflection off of them, it's very dark, like a Michael Bay movie, like where he keeps things dark so like bright shadows can like make your eyes look a certain way because he thinks you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I think that that kind of helps where it's like the first scene in the first movie where all of the Autobots show up. In an alleyway that must be like the size of a fucking town square. Yeah. For all of these Autobots to be able to open up. And how do they fucking, they're fucking, the size of these things change so much. And I feel like I'm whispering just because I feel like it's a secret. Well, you know. The robots and Transformers change size depending on what environment they're in. What's crazy is that when I was looking up the trivia about this, they switched Optimus's design from the original <laughs> one to this new one because they said when he transformed, he wouldn't be the right size. So that means they have an, a logic to the, to the design of these Transformers that Optimus had to be this one model so that when he transformed, he was the right size. So I don't know. And all and like I said, the rendering time of all these parts is real, like a, a thousands of hours. So there is some actual construction to these transformers. I don't know what it is because it doesn't make any sense. Because I agree with you that they are huge and then small. How come it takes? No, let's go back. All right. So what you said. So they introduce in the first one uh, with the um, the. Uh, robot the, the yeah, one that's like that guys. turns into like the boom box and stuff they introduce with him that they can that not only it's not it's not just like a robot is moving its parts around to look like a car yeah it is like th- the metal like moves within itself and on top of itself in these very small 
like slats or like it, like they're able to miniaturize. And the best example of that, I think, is I think it's the second one or the third one where it's like the razor blade guy. Remember the razor blade Decepticon where it's like all the little metal balls get like dropped in to like try and get the shard. It's in the second one trying to get the shard of the oh, all spark yeah. and they drop all the metal balls and then it turns into like a razor blade. Yeah. Where like if you're looking at it straight on, it's just like you can it just looks like it. a line. But then when you go over, it's just like yeah, I hate the yuckety yuckety. Yeah. I also don't really like the 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 little like troll. Yeah, the troll ones like, suck the, too. Like, hey, yeah, hey, your girlfriend's got some good tits, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Uh, I remember her name is Quintessa. Is the girl in the fifth one the space wizard? Quintessa Genesee. Yeah, Same close. Thing. Um, you know, I you couldn't see it if you're listening, but I made a very bad face when Mike started talking about the mechanics of the transforming because I remembered the fourth one where they introduced the concept of transformium oh. and the transformers, the bad transformers don't even transform anymore. They turn into this mist of parts. They're like a, a Windows XP screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucked. Everything about that was hurtful mm-hmm. to watch. And then they're not even in the next one. Right, and Megatron... So it's like the fourth one introduces this idea of a post-apocalyptic world where after the the Battle of Chicago... Which I like so that. I like that they don't ignore Chicago because that's a huge event that yeah, happens but they in that they jump so far ahead. Yeah. They just go like, well, there was an attack on Chicago and now the world is Mad Max. Yeah, kind of, well, is it but Mad then, Max? Like, yeah, but then like they're, they're trying to present it as that. In, yeah. in the fourth one, but then in the fifth one, like, people are going to college. Yeah, right. And you're like, wait, what? What's going on? So then, like, just Mark Wahlberg's, like, sorry, Cade Yeager Cade is Yeager. hanging out in, like, Mexico or somewhere. Where is he hanging out? He's somewhere. Oh, he's somewhere. Oh, no, he's not Mexico. He's on, like, a he's on like a Native American, like uh, like, a reserved land. Oh, that's why they don't come in after him? Right. Yeah. And that's that's like the guy, the guy's like, they have that really great line where he's like, yeah, tell me what to do, chief. And he's like, don't call me chief. Right. You know? And yeah, the Grimlock's eating his car. He's like, well, yeah, but aren't you like the trail chief? And he's like, yeah, but when it comes from you, it sounds kind of racist. And it's like, Uh, Again, yeah, he's weirdly self-aware about some of these things, but then also not. And the dinosaurs eat cars? I guess so. Grimlock eats that car. Mm. Love Grimlock. We haven't talked about Grimlock enough. I know. He Grimlock in the 1986. He, he's great. He fucks. He is. He's no. Grimlock want joke. Tell Grimlock story. He king. He no bozo. Yeah. Grimlock. Put that down. <laughs> I wish Scatman Carruthers was in these movies, though. Yeah. Um, you got a bunch of notes. What's going on over here? Uh, what do you got? What do I got? Nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> Everybody turned this off like an hour ago. They say free at last a lot in these movies, and that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a little nuts. They There's like three lines where they – in three different movies where they go like free at last, free at last, which is so weird. Very racially charged phrase to say in a movie about fucking robots. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, the the swarm transformation is gone by the fifth one. They introduce it. Megatron is just like, oh, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, he's just like not Galvatron anymore, which I thought was really cool. When I saw Galvatron show, I was like, and it's done in an interesting way, which, again, like, I think the Age of Extinction, it was like, that was the one where I was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, this is really cool. It's just like, 
it turns into the same, like the last 40, we are, I guess it's probably maybe the last 20 minutes. Who fucking knows? These movies like don't, the the time doesn't, the time doesn't exist in them. I really like, like Stanley Tucci has that one line where he's like, I'm a 20, I'm worth $20 billion and I'm running from both like the CIA (laughs) and a bunch of alien robots that are trying to kill me. And I have like a nuclear bomb. Isn't this hilarious? And I was like, there's like a really good moment in a movie where that lands. It's just not, but the movie hasn't earned it, (laughs) but it's Stanley Tucci. So you're like, fuck, I'll give it to you, Stan. Like, sure. But like it, it, the charm isn't there. It's all Stan Tucci at that point. The movie isn't earning anything. It's just like, I love Stanley Tucci. And you just want him to succeed. You got a very Batman versus Superman moment where Mark Wahlberg connects to, Cade Yeager connects to Stanley Tucci because they're both inventors. That was funny to me. Where he's like, I'm an inventor. You're an inventor. Why would you have to be on our side? And Stanley Tucci's like, wow, you know what? You're right. Let me let me ruin my multi-billion dollar company and yeah. do this. Um, the Bud Light scene in the fourth one. Yeah, baby. That's fucking, that's on the nose. That's so good. Let me tell you right now, and finger tapping on the table coming right here. Best part of all of these movies, those little tiny Dinobots, Mm -hmm. give me a whole fucking movie with Mark Wahlberg fixing cars and inventing weird space shit with these dino robots just kind of getting up to mayhem. Give me that. That's good, but no, I'm talking about the the scene when Mark Wahlberg crashes into a car and, by all accounts, should have killed somebody. Oh, in the fourth one. In the fourth one. Oh, oh, so and in the fifth one I'm talking about where yeah. he gets the Bud Light from. Oh, no. Because obviously Bud Light has become a sponsor of these movies by the fourth Bud one. Bud Light and General Motors are and the U.S. Army are just carrying these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fourth one, when he, he crashes into that car, by all accounts in real life, would have murdered the person inside the car. Yep. The guy gets out and he's like, hey, man, what'd you do to my car? And there's these those aluminum cans the of aluminum Bud Light ones, yep, yep. all over the place. And Mark is like, yeah, nerd, get out of here. And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that's Keep going, Notes keep, McGee. Yeah, you got, you got the stuff to talk about here. I, I pretty much talked about everything that I got. Uh, this is more interesting to me. Oh, I see the word the last night there. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, no, because now, now I'm on to the last night. Did you uh, date these? Oh, I dated the the movies because I wanted to keep a chronology of like when other things are coming out. Like oh, I said, that's oh, when oh, the I movie see. came out. 2017, yeah. the last uh, night. Yeah. Well, like, so Canopy, it, so you get that, that scene when they go into the dead zone of Chicago with the kids and you meet that cool yellow transformer with the giant thing on his back. Canopy. And that's the first time that you're like, this is a character, and he is very cool, and, and I like him, him. Yeah. and he's dead immediately. I thought in the trailers, I thought that was Bumblebee. Yeah, right, he does look like, a lot like Ugh. B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's dead. That's another like mislead in the from the trailers. It was like, this movie, the main character, is not some like – dumb white guy it's like oh this like little oh really like, i don't remember the trailers as much kid. Like, yeah. yeah check this out like color kid sorry wow i didn't mean it's Wolf. come out like that it's a child <laughs> who's a person of color. color it's like oh that's really fucking yeah. neat let's let's go with that and maybe like a stranger's things kind of thing yeah uh she's but she's barely, barely in the fucking yeah. movie. 
Her and Michael Che. Ro- Transformers are barely in the last night. I, feel I don't like know what is the whole the, time. We're what just is kind this of movie about? Mark Wahlberg just like chilling out. Anthony Hopkins. What is it? When is that time? What's that thing when he goes? Anthony Hopkins goes. You want to know, don't you, dude? Oh, he's got a good dude land. That actually made me laugh. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't. What is he doing? He's just. He is. Anthony Hopkins has this great thing where he is. Uh, he sometimes gets scripts and he will read a couple pages of the script. And, you know, if he likes the script, he will mark a note on the front page okay. and give it back to his agent. The agent will look at the note and see how to respond. Yeah. And and this is all hearsay. So who knows if this is real or anything. It's like, uh, but he will put down um, N-A-R okay. on the front of a script. And it is no acting required. <laughs> and apparently, that's what got him the Thor movies uh, and the Transform movie, where he was like, I can do this, no acting required. And I can just go on in and show up and do my whole thing. Which is what's really kind of fun about Thor Ragnarok and his performance in Thor Ragnarok. You can see that he's actually having a lot of fun because he's finally with a director that wants to do something different with the character. Even though, like... Uh, like Kenneth Branagh, the original Thor, like Kenneth Branagh is a very good director, but like, you know, he's getting like hammered down by Marvel Studio system and stuff like that. And even Alan Taylor is a kind of guy who did Thor the Dark World, even Patty, even though Patty Jenkins was like originally signed on to it. Anthony Hopkins was already signed in. It was probably just because of Kenneth Branagh being attached to the first one. And he's just kind of put in there. And then Taika Waititi comes on and he has Anthony Hopkins deliver one of the funniest lines in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of which there are a lot. And it's where... You're the god of hammers. You're not the god of hammers. No. Is that the one you're thinking of? Because I like that one. When he's Loki, Loki is pretending to be Odin and Thor shows up and he goes, oh shit. (laughs) Like that's, that's an amazing moment for like this kind of like... No acting required type of performance Anthony Hopkins has been turning in for two movies as Odin. And then all of a sudden, he's just able to let loose and have some jiggly little fun. <laughs> Love Anthony Hopkins. Big Anthony Hopkins fan. How did we start talking about this? Because uh, he says dude. dude. And he says dude very well. Yeah. Um, again, this is, this is uh, pacing-wise. Uh, fifth one is where it's an hour into the movie and you finally get the leads together where you have the girl uh, finally meets Cade. That's an hour into the movie. I believe it. Yeah. That's what happens when you just say, let me just make this two and a half hours long. I can, I can take my time. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, for the listeners, you showed up in town because you, you live like an hour and a half North of like where we are right now. Correct. Hour, hour and a half. Uh, I, oh, take yeah. the, I take the Taconic, so it's like two hours. I like, Jeez, I like to chill. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Driving those cars. Yeah. Um, and you came down, you showed up, and you hadn't seen the theater before, and I showed you around the theater real quick, and I was like, yeah, I still have like, I have two hours left of this movie. I have to watch this. And then it was just, it kept being like, I fe- I kept feeling like, oh, I've watched an hour of this movie. I only have an hour left and it was like no I have an hour and 45 minutes I watched 15 minutes of this movie and think that an hour had passed yeah also where is Cybertron 
What right now? Uh, no, as of last night, or why does Optimus Prime just? When did he get rockets on his feet? And on top of that, he just he just flies to Cybertron. Well, it looks like he kind of floats to I Cybertron because it's like and he freezes. The beginning of the last night opens up like because the ending of Age of Extinction is him like out of I there. am I am Optimus Prime. I'm leave coming. Earth alone. Yeah, I'm coming for you. And you're like awesome. And then the opening of last night is him just like frozen, debilitated. Yeah. So like visually debilitated, just floating through space with that message playing on loop. And I'm like, oh, I guess he fucked up. No. But then he just lands and it's like, and he melts, like yeah. the ice melts. And he's just like, all right. So he just aimed. He was just like, mm, aiming Cybertron's here. And yeah, because he was just floating. Yeah. and just and He just, wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Uh, I've come to Cybertron. And also the third one, they made a huge deal about him getting getting my fly suit. And then in the fourth one, he's just like, I got foot jets now forever. And I just fly all the time. Yeah, they keep kind of Iron Manning him yes. in every movie. Like, give him something that makes sense for this movie. Right. Uh, so that, that was very dumb. Uh, uh-huh. What about the, you're a Navy man? Do you ever you ever work on the the uh, submarines that the Navy SEALs take? <laughs> I served. Uh, I did a, a they call it TAD, temporary assigned duty, uh, and you can do it like when you go into the military, you have like a certain job that you do. You train for that job in a school after boot camp. Like they give you the basic training. That's boot camp. It's basic training. Mm-hmm. Then you go to a school, advanced training school, a specific job that you're doing that you have already been pre-assigned before you signed up to boot camp, And then you go in and you do that job. But while you're doing that job, if you want for anywhere between three weeks to six months, you can do a temporary assigned duty Test things out where if you wanted to re-enlist, you could change jobs. Okay. It's a way that they make you want to re-enlist. Yeah. Uh, and so I saw that they were offering these. So I took as many TADs as I could possibly do because okay. it made- You're a man the, of culture. It made the job more fun. Yeah. And one of those was I served three weeks on a submarine. Okay. Submarines suck. They are not fun. Every time you see a movie- that takes place on a submarine that is 100% not what it is <laughs> at all. Every time you see a movie that takes place on like a flight deck of an aircraft carrier or in like the the like the the, the crew deck of a battleship or like the uh like the the galley which is where people eat food mm-hmm. uh of like some kind of cruiser. Thank you for explaining to a civvy like You're me. You're totally it's absolutely fine. That is right. Submarines, they do not get wrong. They they get wrong every time. Submarines stink. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, they are very small. Yeah. They are so small. They, they're, the only big room is a control room, uh, which is at like either the front or the back. I'm not going to get this. But it's, it's – submarines suck. Yeah. I was on a submarine for three weeks. 
They absolutely suck. I don't like being on submarines. I don't like seeing people on <laughs> submarines looking better than how I felt when what I was on a submarine. What about this one that had a, a breakfast nook? Yeah, no, that's not what it is. It's not like it's it's not like the hellhole that I'm probably building it out to be because I'm taking my own personal yeah. experience yeah. on a submarine for just three weeks, and there are people that build entire careers oh, off of being on submarines, and they probably think it's fine. I hated it. I am kind of claustrophobic, uh, so submarine's a bad place for me. I also have a fear of swimming in water and drowning. Yeah. Uh, Navy, bad place for me. I also don't like heights. I climb all the time. Just, I put myself in these positions where the things that really scare the shit out of me and make me feel uncomfortable are constantly around me. Yeah. I'm scared of movies. I don't like them. They terrify me. It's like, are they really there? Is that a person? What is it? You touch it. It's just an image. It scares me. It freaks me out. So. Yeah. Well, I, I meant more the little the little yellow ones. that you, you pack six Navy SEALs into a little yellow exploration submarine. That that got me. I was like, that's probably what they do is get these little James Cameron. Oh, in the last night, those guys. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Abyss? Uh... James Cameron movie, The Abyss. Oh, that's the one that you want me to watch, but I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, you still haven't seen it? Yeah, because you, you have the only copy in the world, I right? Have the only copy in the world. They never yeah. made it on Blu-ray. It's not streaming. Yeah. I got a DVD, baby. Hey. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. And th- there's a lot of those little yellow submarines in there. You'll probably love that. Uh, what do you think of the Cogman? Who is that? It should be Alan. It should be Alan Tudyk, but it's. I don't think it is. But like, he Do you know who plays the voice of him? No. I didn't look it up either because I thought that you would. I thought that you were bringing that to the table. Sorry, I didn't have that one. It's got to be somebody, or it's just fucking nobody. He was cool. I, uh, you know what? I kind of liked his design. I thought that he was. uh, um, I thought that he was kind of fun. Anthony Hopkins is dying. He says, "I've seen a lot of Wickies die, but you were the coolest," which is mm-hmm. hilariously stupid. Wit Wickens. Wit Wickens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was. I mean, what else you got in these notes here, man? I'm I'm running out. Uh, oh, the idea that the they go to the right. So you get the physics man p- played by uh, Bluth, uh, Tobias, in the fifth one. The guy who's like transparent. Let's use, let's use physics to uh, to to do this. Oh, you're, that's right. I forgot that he was in that. Uh, the Vice guy. Yeah. From from Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, Toby. Yeah. Toby. Tobias, isn't that his name? No, Tobias. No. Oh no, Tobias is. Uh, is your phone doing that to the microphone? Oh, maybe. His name is Jim Carter, his cogman, so I don't know who that is. I have no idea. Who no. That, that, is the president? No. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> well, um, oh, no, not Tobias Bloom. What's, uh, who's Lucille? Lucille, who's that actor? Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, Tobias is, is um, David guy. Cross. Yeah, David Cross, yeah. Um, and the uh, Buster. 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 Yeah, yeah, Buster is the guy who's just yelling, physics, do physics. And then he does very <laughs> elementary physics work. and Where he's like, if you start something here and it has this between it, and then to go here, it's going to do that. Like his physics is essentially, if you knock this into that, that'll fall yeah. off. And you're like. And the general's like, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, another thing you probably like that you probably had Navy uh, understanding of is when the Ospreys and they're like, we're already above the operating limit of the Ospreys. 
uh, they, those like those helicopter planes that they take. Uh-huh. The idea that those would they're like almost in space at that point <laughs> using those. And I feel like those things break on land all the time so that that they would it's it's just it's just blatant like the military is fucking cool, dude. I mean, the military is fucking cool, but I don't know how high up those things can go. I, don't think I didn't fly those. No. All I right. fixed them. Right. Well, I, I imagine <laughs> yeah. you probably had to fix them all the time because I feel like those things break all I the time. I wasn't like getting in there like with like oil on like one side of my face like a, and a cigar in one mouth just going like, why'd you take this guy above eight Gs? Nah, you know they can't go above seven. And uh, the guy's just like, oh, yeah, whatever, birds, just make it work. And I'll be like, yeah, whatever, fucker. But, you know, yeah. that's not how it was working. Um, you know, I think I, that's just about, uh, I, th- I think that's just about all my notes on this. Yeah? I guess it, Mark Wahlberg borrows that guy's phone to text his daughter, which is funny to me. Imagine just like getting a text from a random number that's like, hey, <laughs> I'm I'm looking out for you. Yeah, the text is like the one part where it's like, what, who's this? Yeah, but I mean, then, I, you know, he does call her from restricted lines all the time. And she does acknowledge like, hey, I know this is probably you, dad. So like, OK, I guess. But still very, very funny to think of that, like getting a text from a random number that says like, hey, look up. That's me. I think that that was basically what his text said. They're movies. They're movies, yeah. They're movies, and they do things in the movies. It's just funny. Uh, We played a little coy uh, with not talking about Bumblebee. And that's because we haven't watched watched Bumblebee. Because right now, we're going to transform this episode into a hot takes and we're about to sit down and watch Bumblebee right now after watching all the Transformers movies. And we're going to watch Bumblebee and we're going to come right back after this Transformers sound effect. That we paid for. <laughs> and we're back. Wow. We're back. A post-Bumblebee world is way happier yeah. than the one that we just came out of. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm rejuvenated by Bumblebee. I like Bumblebee. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, improvement just about every way. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't really know how much more there is to say about it. It's just, it's, yeah. This is a good one. It's just... Uh, the designs are much better of the Transformers. They actually they look bring like, it back. They yeah. bring it back down. They look like the cartoon, but real. So that's good. The Optimus Prime, especially. Oh, man. Like that, that's awesome. That kind of like squared. Like that's yeah, that's every, what you want. That's every toy that you had when you were a kid. Like that's, I feel like Bumblebee is leading more into the uh, like nostalgic aesthetic yeah. than anything else. Right. Like, it's like it's. What do you want as a person that is in their early 30s that grew up with Transformers and is getting these movies? It's like, oh, you want them to look like the toys that you had. Not weirdo, edgy, super busy designs. You just want them to look like the toys but look cooler. Yeah, and Bumblebee, like the the design of that character is kind of in the middle where it's like, oh, now he's like a Volkswagen instead of a Camaro. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, he's a bug Oh, he's a bee. Makes bug, sense. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Yeah. Thought it was uh, well-paced, good action. John Cena did not. 
uh, disappoint. He'll never be the Rock, but no, but like he's, he can do there, his there's, thing. There's there's okay. a there's a slice slivered out there for somebody like John Cena, yeah. who's never going to be the Rock. Nobody's ever going to be the Rock. That will never happen again. It's nice that he's been able to go from these movies that only people that watch wrestling would like to general audiences. Because he used to do those movies where he's a Marine and he's shooting guys, right? right? Well, and that's how The Rock started out. He's like doing like weird shit like that. Like the Spor- Scorpion King, yeah. Scor- the Scorpion King. Can we talk about The Scorpion King real I quick? I haven't really seen it. No. Yo, The Scorpion King slaps at the very <laughs> least. Okay, The Scorpion King is just a... An absolute just chef's kiss of whatever year that movie like came out in, man. like like yeah. two thousand one, nineteen ninety nine, or whatever. Like it's mwah, it's great. I love Bumblebee. I thought it was that's a that's a solid little movie right there. Yeah, I don't know. So it's a soft reboot because it does retcon five at least of of Transformers. So I don't know where they're going to go next. I mean, I'd say it like kind of retcons all of them, right? Like I, this movie takes place in 1987, 20 years before the first one and like there's Autobots landing and oh, yeah, as you're far right. as I'm concerned, and they were there. Yeah. The Autobots showed up like right before the events of Transformers 2007. Yeah, well, yeah, well Bumblebee supposedly was in World War II in in that one, but yeah, uh, in in the fifth one, which we're done yeah. talking about. Uh, but um, I mean, do you want to talk about no, the last I no, night a little good. bit more? No, no. we're good. Uh, I can talk about that. I'm going to be talking about this movie for the rest of it's my life. Ruinous. Um, it's literally one of the top ten worst movies I've ever seen. Wow, that's that's a lot. It's insane, and I didn't want and like you, you know, try very hard to be nice to movies. I don't like bullying movies. Around. It's not that I try to be nice to movies. It's just that I don't like bullying them around. Like if there's a movie that I don't like, I don't like talking about how much I don't like it. But there are some movies that are just like they're so they're so on the public radar. And everybody's talking. It's like it's like Phantom Menace shit. It's like yeah. you can't not talk about how poorly made the Phantom Menace is because everybody knows what you're talking about. Everybody's seen it, and that's you get that same thing with stuff like Pearl Harbor or Titanic or stuff like that, where it's like these movies that are a very like they're like this like pop icon type of thing that. You know, you might. I love Titanic. I think Titanic's an insanely well-made movie. I think it's, you know, for a three-hour and twenty-three-minute movie, it works very well. You don't feel that, but you feel every minute of the two-hour thirty-four-minute run of the last night. If it would have just gone in and got out, maybe it would have wouldn't have been so egregious. Maybe. I mean, again, like all the stuff that happens in all the Transformers movies, in my opinion, pretty cool. It's just there's too much of it. And there's too much buildup to like not enough payoff kind of things. It's kind of the same thing with Bumblebee too. Bumblebee is like kind of tracking in at about like an hour and 50 minutes. You could shave 20 minutes off of that pretty good. Yeah. It's still better than two and a half hours. Definitely. Um, You could could cut it down a little. Uh, I like I said, where are they going to go with the franchise if this is a reboot? And which this, it kind of is, because right? Because they kind of announced they're like, yeah, I maybe think, we'll I think do a six. Is going to be a reboot? But like, yeah. I think we kind of want to go this direction. 
Bumblebee is a cute, self-contained story. Low stakes, as you said when we were watching it. It's a low stakes story. And that's what works about it in that it's it's about Bumblebee. He's He's got a nice personality. He's fun. The girl is really uh, cool. Charlie's really cool in the movie. They get along together. But if you're going to bring the Autobots in and it's going to be about them fighting the Decepticons, you're not going to have cute Charlie and Bumblebee palling around anymore. So I don't know how they go forward without it getting like serious. I don't know. Like, was it ever like a like was the fact that Shia LaBeouf was in all three of the Transformers movies in that original trilogy? Like, was that a big like, oh, yeah, that's the human being that we follow? Or did they learn the thing where it's like, eh, as long as you have like one human being that they fought, like they put Mark Wahlberg in Age of Extinction. They're like, eh, everybody's latching onto that guy. You got to have like just one human being. For us to like it. Yeah. To like it. Yeah. Because we're, we need to see another human in order to relate. Yeah. Just like a human being, like for us to like throw ourselves onto. It's like, oh, I can imagine being this person going on this adventure with these robots. Because if it were Westworld, we would just murder all the robots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a real human there for us to sympathize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. Westworld. Can I say, I, I, I love, and I, I pointed out to you while we were watching it, it's like the, the ending of the movie, it was so nice to finally watch a movie where I could understand the stakes mm-hmm. of what was going on. Because mm-hmm. the only other movie that I watched in between starting watching all of the Transformers movies up until this point was Free Solo uh-huh. uh, that we showed here at Story Screen. And I finally got to watch Tickets, Free Solo. Tickets and online. I really liked watching a movie where I was like, I understand the stakes here. Like, and, <laughs> he's and, and he's it's on actually, the wall. Yeah. It's actually a very, very well-made documentary. Yeah. Like, And the fact that it won and it beat out things like RGB or um, – other documentaries that were nominated or up for nomination that I was like really into, like, won't you be my neighbor is like one of the best documentaries ever. I fucking didn't even made. get nominated. Didn't even get nominated. Yeah. And that's probably a, a thing that's here or there, but it's, it's a solid documentary in the way that documentaries are structured and how they build empathy towards the subject. And the fact that in something like, won't you be my neighbor? The subject is somebody that it's a, it's a popular cultural figure that we all know, and we're learning more about them. Free Solo is like, this is a, this is a movie about a guy who climbs a thing without any safety or anything. And mm-hmm. you're already like, oh, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. And the way that the, have you seen it? No. The way that it's structured is you don't like the movie is like an hour and 40 minutes. Only the last like maybe 15, 20 minutes are him actually free solo climbing. Everything else is just him talking to the camera about like, this is what I do to prepare. And in all of this, you learn about who is this guy? What's his psyche? What would drive somebody to do this? What do the people around him think about this? What are the people who are involved with this, who are going to be shooting it, watching it, helping him train? What do they think? And it's done in such a natural way, like a no bullshit way where you're like, if I didn't know that this guy lived because he's done interviews afterwards, I would be fucking scared out of my mind when he finally goes up. 
because they structure in this really cool way where it's like, obviously the whole climb takes about four hours. Uh They can't show the whole thing. So they structure it throughout the first hour of like, these are like the five spots that present the biggest problems. And these are why they are problems. And they show you him climbing them with ropes and fucking up over and over again. You're like, Jesus. And so that's how they kind of do it in the last 20 minutes is like, this is the climb and it's moving like that. It It's amazing. It's stakes, building stakes throughout the movie that you care about. And I don't, as much as I like Sam Witwicky and as much as I love the name Cade Yeager, I don't really care about them at the end, like of the movies, like when these things are happening, like in this movie, I actually... Like you get somebody like Haley Stanfield and she's she's kicking she's a good actress. Yeah. And Bumblebee is a good character. It's got those emotive eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got yeah. You're just hearing the the sounds and you can, that was you can, Andy you Circus, can right? feel that it's Andy Circus, it's the greatest performance yeah. chapter person in the world. It just adds to it. Like having a character like Bumblebee from these movies who we may be attached to from watching them, but it, it's it, the character itself is just so good because it's kitten like. It's you want to like it. It's cute. He's nice. If, even if this was a brand, if let's say if the other movies didn't exist, we would want to empathize with Bumblebee because he's it's just a good. But because those other movies exist, you're already bought into Bumblebee, so yeah. it's already it's even better that you just get one on one time with him for most of the movie. And that's what makes it such kind of like a good like reboot right. kind of thing where you're like, wow, yeah, well, you can get into this. Yeah. yeah. You care. I care about Shia LaBeouf's uh, like Sam Witwicky's relationship to be. Yeah. I get that because yeah. he's that like, was it's my one of the more compelling car. parts. Of it's, the it's the most yeah. compelling. I, I care more about the relationship between Sam and Bumblebee than I do Sam and Megan Fox's character. Was it? Michael Bay, what's, it, what's a character? Michaela Baines. Michaela Baines. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's good we ended on that one. It was fun. Yeah. It, it was, was a lot of fun. No Lincoln Park. No, yeah. They, mm. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's sad. Can't even make Lincoln Park jokes anymore, you know? Like, cause, like I said, they were a little... Well, see, here's the thing. Yeah, you're a If fan. you actually like Lincoln Park... Or love Lincoln Park as I do. Yes. You're allowed to make all the jokes you want. Right. Because we've been on the full front of the jokes for years. I mean, we're not going to make those like, no. those jokes. Mean. But like, yeah, yeah, you can make Lincoln Park jokes. Uh, Lincoln Park, yeah, jokes. Yeah. Yeah, Lincoln Park. Well, yeah, Lincoln Park, right. Well, it's like, you know, at this point, you can't. I was really upset that Imagine Dragons did the the music oh, for the fourth one. Oh, Imagine Dragons one. did the one for the fourth one, and then what is it? Uh, it's like X Armistice or something did it I for the fifth know. one. Uh, third one had U two in it, didn't it? Sure, yeah, but they yeah. weren't the big one. Lincoln no. Park was there. Yeah, okay, yeah. Who was there even music in this besides? The- the 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 period music. Well, it was like eighty seven yeah, stuff. Yeah, this movie's heavily building off of like the nostalgic mm-hmm. kind of turn. Like this movie came out last year, like in Ready Player One man, time, like September October. So this was like one of those things where it's like, oh, 
when Stranger Things hit yeah. really big the year before. They were like, all right, so how do we develop the next thing that we're doing? 80s is big. Nostalgia is very big. I wrote an article all about it on storiescreenbeacon.com. You can check it out, and you should. And it's very important that nostalgia be treated with the certain amount of respect that the actual craft of the nostalgia. And I'm doing, I'm doing it. What a am twisting, I doing? Like, uh, twisting the knob, but also... Uh, bring it in like yeah, just like, focusing the point yeah just kind of like i'm taking all this thing and i'm just kind of focusing the point it's a very good gesture listener it's good right yeah it's good yeah succinct on just like it's it, succincting the points <laughs> that's a verb yeah <laughs> i'm succincting the point yeah of just how how good nostalgia can be when you are directing it at a point of emotion and tone and not just trying to hey you remember that thing like cash in yeah, yeah yeah you're not trying to cash in on this entire idea which is why i think ready player one is really cool because it's doing both of those at the same time while simultaneously being aware of both of them at the same time and hiring steven spielberg to do that is very important it's like if you're gonna have this guy if you're going to have a director doing this, it has to be somebody who is just so over the top, overqualified for something like this, that you just have to like go with it. Have you seen Ready Player One? Yes. What'd you think? I liked it. Liked it? Yeah. It's a good movie. It was fine. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Uh, CG, very good. I, I would have, uh, I think it was one of the first times I've watched a movie and uh, and Ben sort of really uh, taken by the spectacle of it. It'll do that. Yeah, for for a movie that is so heavily virtual, it really worked. It's yeah, not there, like episode kind of like three. A, there's a pull, yeah. that like kind of brings you in where you're like, you could go in with the most negative connotation of the movie, and yeah. it just it it does pull you in. A little bit. He's in that DeLorean doing the burnout on the loop and everything's turning in and it looks real. Everything's turning into like a video game and you're like, this is all very believable. Unlike, you know, some of those other big CG pieces. I mean, it was older, but like episode three is another movie that's all CG, but you can tell every fucking second Mm -hmm. that it is. So, uh, yeah, I liked Ready Player One. Themes aside. Sure. Right. (laughs) Did you listen to the the hot take that uh, Story Screen did on yeah. it? Yeah, I don't remember. It was a while ago. I listened to it. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I we, yeah, I was me and D were very hot on it, and I I I was skeptical during the hot take, but then I rewatched it uh, a couple months later, like once it finally dropped on VOD, and I was like, "Yo, this movie is actually really fucking cool." Yeah, but it could also be like that really weird thing in me where it's like. It's something that I kind of liked that a lot of people shat on, but I was mm-hmm. like, eh, it's okay. And then grow. you let some time get away and you, you, you get away from like the hubbubaloo of it. And then you watch it again. And you're like, no, this is like really good. And it's like, I watched, I watched ready player one a couple months ago. And I was just like, holy shit. This fucking movie is so good, but it might not be as good as I actually think it is. I haven't seen it since last summer, but I, I liked it. Uh, I listened to that book because you guys didn't you do the book on uh, on the book club, or did you just tell me to read the book? Ready Player One. Yeah, that's from the hot takes because Diana talked about the the. It, it's read by um, 
Oh yeah, what's his name? What's his name from uh, Star Trek? Yeah, Will Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the book was book was interesting. Did you li- you listen to the? I did the I Will Wheaton one. Yeah, how was it? It's good. I hear it's pretty fucking awesome. It's hard. It's a hard book to read or listen to just because the references get a little out there. Really groaning. I'd imagine. I got into my eighties car a delorean from the 80s and listened to yeah. my favorite song from the 80s right it's just like that's why i feel like it's like probably as a book it's a little fucking eye rolly yes but like as a, a a quick like two-hour movie it's probably like oh yeah good enough there we go visually pleasing there are some battle toads yeah awesome getting into the world building haven't been reminded of battle toads for a while <laughs> yeah that's cool they're cool yeah yeah there cool. was a gundam i love gundams that's why that's i'm doing this transformers that's one yeah that's fucking great they're doing a live action gundam they should i hope it's good we'll see we'll see um what's we got on bumblebee um, Bumblebee liked it. Liked it. Uh, would watch a Bumblebee 2 or whatever they want. Like, I will be excited about the next yes. Transformers yes. thing that they announce. When Even they, if it's like a six, like to the, the last six, night where yeah. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I already sacrificed like 15 hours of my life to this shit. So, sure. As long as you think Michael Bay's out. He's not doing six. I would hope that he would just do six. You want him to come Give back me for one six? more Michael Bay one. <laughs> We even, what if he just takes the, I think it's going to be in the reboot. That's like selfish me. That's me being like, look, I just ate all of this. So give me one more so that I have like retrospective on this. (laughs) Some closure. Yeah. Yeah. I can go in and I can go, let's see. Five's an odd number. Give me six. The guy is a good director. He's a good director. He's not a great director. He's a good director. He knows how to do his stuff, but it's just like the shit that he cares about is the shit that I don't care about. And apparently it's the shit that a lot of people care about because these fucking movies make a lot of money. Yep. Do you care about babes and the troops? Not too much. Hmm. Well, not for everybody, I guess. The troops are there. Nobody's going to take them away. I don't need a Transformers movie to remind me about that. And, And the babes... Hey, babes are always going to be there, baby. What about sparklers? What that? Saying, the babes are always going to be there, man. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like if – I feel like giving Michael Bay back this franchise would – after Bumblebee would be like giving the addict the keys to the bar back you know mm-hmm. like it's just like you it's destroyed and you put it all back together and then he's just like oh oh wow look you guys cleaned up so well <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's sign off and i i thought it'd be a, a fun thing i haven't told you about this oh let's do this real quick okay okay so let's trade off do you want to go first or you want me to go first before you even know what it is I'll go first. You'll go first. All right, cool. So uh, I got my timer here. 20 seconds. Transformers 1. What's it about? Go. It's about uh, Megan Fox uh, is a babe. Shia LaBeouf is a doofus. Uh, They meet a Camaro, and the Camaro um, helps them uh, fight against Megatron, and there's a cube they need. How many more seconds do I got? Yeah, I had like four more seconds. Oh, I could have gotten a little bit more, but. Jesus. All right.
Not bad. Oh, geez. I don't even know how to fucking work this thing. All right. So then so I'll do I'll do Transformers 2. Uh, let's bring it down. Let's do 15 seconds. 15 instead. seconds. Maybe okay. that's better. Yeah, 15 seconds. So Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, Sam Witwicky is going to college. He wants mm-hmm. to have a normal life. And Megatron shows up and wants to do stuff. Yeah, they're trying to bring Cybertron like... Is oh, that, oh, wow. Shit. Man, that was only the first half an hour. Damn, I fucked it up. Yeah. Why don't you do, you do Transformers 2 in 15 seconds? Let's go, go. Okay, he's in college. He uh, fucks. He almost fucks a robot. Mega Fox gets mad. <laughs> uh, they Optimus is dead. Um, they need the thing to bring Optimus back, and then they do, and then they fight Megatron. All right, okay. All right, so now do three. Do three. Okay. Uh, Leonard Nimoy comes in uh, from the moon. Uh, Rosie switches out for Megan. Um, They need rods. Uh, Chicago gets destroyed. Optimus rips Megatron's head off and then murders Leonard Nimoy. Pretty good. Pretty good, actually. Uh, All right, so I'll do four. You liked four. Uh, Age of Extinction. I do like that. It's like dinosaurs show up. It's kind of cool. Uh, it's like a dino- like they were here beforehand. They were like kind of wiping them out, and they're like they create like this kind of thing where it like makes more of them, and uh, none of this makes any sense at all. Fifteen <laughs> seconds, it goes by really quick. What do you got on five? Oh Jesus Christ! That's five. Right. Yeah, uh, Optimus is bad now. <sighs> Five fucking sucks, dude. I I can't even. Optimus is bad. There's knights, Camelot. Right. Oh god, I don't even. No, I'll do. I'll do five. five. I'll do five too in fifteen seconds, real quick. Uh, So um, uh, uh, Transformers are completely outlawed. Everybody's hunting them down. Mark Wahlberg has a sword at one point and like stops like a gigantic uh, robot sword with his own sword. Do another 15 seconds on last night. Uh, God, there's kids. There's kids involved. Uh, (laughs) Steve Buscemi is a a hobo robot. He is. Um, God, five just sucks so bad. (laughs) I'm going to do one more on five. Uh, Yes, Steve Buscemi is, in fact, a hobo robot, and he drops Starscream's head. And the whole thing is that Anthony Hopkins is oh a, a person who was uh, he was like a little kid when like the Transformers first showed up or something like that. And oh, that's it. It's already over. It's a very convoluted plots. Yeah. you Man, I still think four is the worst, but five is so bad. Do a 1986 movie. 15 seconds. Go. Uh, okay. Half the Transformers die at the beginning. Uh, one shall stand, one shall fall. Optimus and Megatron kill each other. Megatron comes back. Um, uh, they go underwater. They have a dance party in a junkyard. And then they somehow kill Unicron. I don't... Yeah. No, that's all right. And uh, I'll do Bumblebee real quick. Uh, robot lands. Uh, kid finds it. Uh, government wants robot. Other robots show up that want robot, and they want to use the government to be able to get robot, but uh, robot stops bad robots from doing it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, we, we got him. That's, That's all a fun them. game. Yeah. That's a fun game. Yeah, I like that. What's your favorite movie? Of these? No, yours. 
Just yours. In general? Yeah. Or, let's keep it specific. What's your favorite robot movie? Ooh, damn. Favorite robot movie. Favorite robot movie. <sighs> District 9 doesn't count, but that robot is fucking sick. At it is really District good. 9. I think I thought about District 9 a lot during this. <sighs> Man, what is my... Because that was like what? That was like 2009? That was 2009. Because District 9 got nominated for Best Picture. Oh, okay. Because it was the first year where they nominated 10. Oh. Instead of five. And it was like the one that just like squeaked in there. Like it never would have even come close to anything. It, it didn't wasn't. get any other nominations, just Best Picture. Oh, man. Tell me your favorite robot movie while I think. My this. favorite robot movie. Yes. I haven't even thought of it. Oh, man. I mean, I've watched. I bet some... you I can think of my favorite robot movie before you can think of your favorite robot movie. Maybe. I mean, I'm thinking of uh, of Gundams, but they're miniseries or series. And those yeah, are. It's got to be a movie. It really count. Do, cart- do cartoons count? I mean, they get released as movies sometimes. Well, live action. Live action robot movie. Favorite one. Oh we each God. get 10 seconds to kind of think uh, about it. Mike. While we make. Well, what robot movies are there? There's a bunch of robot movies. Blade I... Runner. Well, they, they don't count. Yeah, they do. They're robots. Are they? They are. It doesn't mean that they're not people. Hmm. Uh. I only saw the second Pacific Rim. That was stupid, but it was cool. That's fun. Yeah, it's it like robot fun. suits. I feel like you're focusing on robot suits. What? Where? You brought up like District Nine, Pacific Rim. Those are robot suits. Those aren't ro- like. Those are robots. Those would be good answers, but I feel like those aren't the answers that you want. You want a you want a sentient robot. It's not all about I what can, I want. It's like, if you want to tell me right now circuit, that Pacific Rim's I, I don't remember. The short short circuit would be a great. Yeah, but I don't answer. really remember that movie. I know that there's got to be another robot movie that I like. I'm just I can't put you my like finger Wall-E? on it. You like Wally? You like Wally a lot? I didn't see Wally yet. But it's a robot movie. I know. Could be your answer. Could if you be my it answer be. if I had it. Uh... Does Mortal Kombat 2 count? Smoke, <laughs> smoke, 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 and Cyrax. They're, and Cyrax and Sector are the ones in the games. They're 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 is. robots essentially, right? Aren't they? Aren't they cyborgs? Oof, you might be right there. I think they're cyborgs. What other fucking? Uh... I would say probably my favorite robot movie is The Iron Giant. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Totally. But that's not live action though. Oh, was that a stipulation? It had to be live action. No, I was asking you if these were if there were stipulations. Iron Jackson, Iron Iron Jackson, Iron Jackson Jackson is my favorite exploitation movie. Yeah, Um, uh, I'm just I'm too fried. Robot, my circuits are fried to come up with a robot movie. The last night, the last night, obviously, is my favorite of the robot movies. There's a lot of robots in that. There are. There's uh, Optimus Real Prime. Real Steel was kind of cool. That's Nemesis based off Prime. of a, a great Twilight Zone episode. What is it? Real Steel. Are you talking about the Hugh Jackman boxing movie? Yeah. That's the 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 Sakam. Yeah. The, the, like the, that's based the off of Twilight robots? Zone episode, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great episode. No, that's based off of Sakam Rock and Robots. No, it's based off of a Twilight Zone sure episode. Sure it is. Battle and Maxo. I, what's the name of that? No, the name of that episode is Steel. It's got um that guy with the uh, Lee Major. Is that his name? The uh, drill sergeant from uh like Full Metal Jacket. That's Arlie Ermy. Yeah, 
No, Lee. Oh, Lee. Lee is what led me into that. What's Lee yeah. Majors? Isn't that his name? Uh, he's a classic actor. I can't. Oh, Lee May. Yes. Yeah. Is there? I'm. I'm saying yes. I recognize the name Lee Majors. I I'm think, not saying I recognize the Twilight Zone. I think that's the guy. Are there in fact robots in that episode? Yes, okay. they are robots that fight each other. And their robot is a generation or two behind, so it's losing. Um, they, oh, so that's real still. <laughs> yeah, they need to get they need to get money really bad. So uh, Lee Major goes in place of his robot because the robots look like people. The robots are androids. They they're uh-huh. so he goes in because he used to be a boxer before they outlawed boxing. He fights a robot. Yeah, he gets his ass kicked, but they I, get I, their. I, I would imagine. I think they get their little bit of scratch, and but it's it's all very it's very sad. It's one of those like Rod Serling stories where he's like, oh yeah, it sucks getting old. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bunch of those. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's your favorite one. Let's uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stick with that. That's a great robot story. Okay. Mine's Iron Giant. Yeah. <laughs> Robocop. Don't know if you heard of it. It's a cartoon movie. Yeah. He's not a gun. He's not a gun. Yeah. That's uh, really good. We're actually showing it next week. Yes. Wow. What a that's good a, segue. That's a Is that this whole like, bit random, was just trying to like, get that into That wasn't this? like a real, that wasn't the thing. We were just, <laughs> this isn't going to post until like probably two weeks after we've already showed it. <laughs> I used to like Robocop a lot. Yo, Robocop would be a great answer. Yeah. But he's technically a cyborg. Yeah, he is. <sighs> You're the one that made that rule. I shrugged. You can. I think you can pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And Check the you, comments on the post for when I come up with my favorite robot movie and yeah. I type it in later. You can yeah. fuck around with anything that you want. Yeah. yeah. And uh, remember to visit uh, StoryScreenBeacon.com where we have a bunch of really cool stuff. And now we have showtimes for our theater in Beacon, New York, which is really fucking exciting and cool. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Story underscore Screen underscore Beacon. Follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Screen. Uh, Tim, where can, where can people find your your fun musings? Oh, well, I'm not on Twitter much, but on, the, on Instagram, I'm uh, Slim Tim Irwin. Oh, that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty uh, easy to spell, too. With an I. Some people do an E. It's Irwin with oh, an with I. Oh, with the Irwin? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's Irwin with an I. Slim Tim Irwin. Uh, people tell me I have a good gram. I've heard that before. It's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to us uh, talk about the, the Transformers. If you've made it this far. Yeah. No, everybody stopped listening. <laughs> like, it's there's nobody else here anymore. Yeah. Well... We appreciate it if you're still here. But I think we kept it under two hours. Which is more than you could say about any of these Transformers movies. Besides Bumblebee. (laughs) Should we end it with an Optimus Prime? With a, this is Optimus Prime. Every movie does end with that, right? Like, this is Optimus. Wait, wait. He goes, attention all Autobots. Yeah, he's, he's like, this is Optimus Prime. To all Autobots. We are here. Thank you we for listening. We are waiting. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Great. Remember to rate and review and subscribe. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. At story underscore screen 
underscore beacon. I really wish I had an Optimus impression. On Twitter, at story underscore screen. And remember, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> at story. All right. All right. Roll Thank out. you guys so much. Roll out. <laughs>